Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is November 5th, 2022. My name's Eric Pizer. Joining me today, Mr. Tom Ragan. Oh, top villain. Top, top villain. Because yeah. we're so excited to see you. Oh, I'm excited yeah. to see you guys too. Uh, yeah, we how's got, it going? It's, it's good. We got Mr. Zach Foley. Hello. That's all I have today. Just hello. <laughs> the middle child. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. That's uh, it. That's all you fucking get from me today. <laughs> <laughs> and rounding us out, we got Mr. Dan Curtis. Can I just say I'm not happy that everybody else is getting the elongated treatment now as well? That was my thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> do you want me to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Diggity Diggity Dan. Dan, Dan Curtis. Diggity Diggity Dan Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> just change his rapper name every week. It's D Dog Curtis. I'm up for it. Hello. Hi. How Hi. are you? How is everybody? I'm this is marvelous. the first, I think this is the first four-man show of the year. We're doing, oh. we're doing really well. 2022 has been excellent for podcasting. Listen, yeah. we are on a three-show, I don't want to say week because we don't go week anymore, but we're on a three-show streak. Yeah. We're back. We're back, son. We're, we're back. back. All I Remember? needed to do was lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we did weekly? That's, how I don't know how, and we yeah, completed how? the games too. Well, well <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I did. Tom turned them <laughs> on. Tom played for twelve seconds. Yeah, that title screen was a bitch. <laughs> but like, we played Psychonauts. Press start. How dare you? In a week, how did like how did we do stuff like that? Our threshold was keep it under ten hours. That's cool. responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, nobody had four jobs. <laughs> yep, and kids. Yeah. None oh, of us yeah. owned houses at that time. Before oh, hyperinflation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Remember being able to afford things. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's just a huge pile of crippling debt and then death. <laughs> yep. Yep. That sounds about, sounds about right. Oh, man. You all thought COVID was fun. Now you can't afford to live. Yay. Hooray. <laughs> they were the lucky ones. I'm I'm 100% convinced, right, next year it's just going to be like an alien invasion or something just to top all this off. And nobody's going to care. I think I th- we're the government has basically already come out and said, like, yeah, aliens are here. Nobody cared. They're like, oh, by the way, here's all these classified UFO videos that, you know, we don't know what they are, but here you go. And nobody cared because it's like, well, the world's falling apart around us. So, like, <laughs> please, dear God, let the aliens come and just nuke us. <laughs> we all be- we all became Ron White in that skit where he's like, uh, I was on a plane at ten o'clock in the morning, and it, you know, like drinking really hard, and pilot came on and said, "Hey, we're we're experiencing some turbulence." And he's like, "Man, fuck it, put it into the mountain. I don't want to walk away from this one." <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys seen um, Don't Look Don't Look Up on Netflix? Yeah, I want to see that. It's so funny. But, but like, Tom, no spoilers, but it's about basically yeah. uh, the end of the world, but nobody believes it's happening because of yeah. how things are. And I could 100% see that happening now. Yeah, like, I, I, I've heard that the positive reviews circulate around that whole format. It's like, yeah, the world is ending, but it's like, uh, I mean, all right. Prove it. Bring it. Is essentially the like, oh, oh. But, so but they like give them scientific proof and then they just go, everybody goes, well, it's fake. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what life is now. Yeah, I'm guessing it's just a huge commentary on misinformation. 
It's probably quite interesting. I wasn't thoroughly convinced that the world was going to end until Twitter started going to shit this week, and then I just gave up. You know, ah, fuck it. I mean, that's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing, though, is it? No, 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 no. If that gets expunged. Somebody wrote an article that, like, Elden Ring was bad because it wasn't written in the 90s. I, I got nothing. Like, it's just all gone to shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You gotta stop saying Elden Ring because it's gonna make me want to go play it again. Oh no no no! And right, right in my fell down that trap the other day. I picked it up and I went, no, I can't. Zach, have you been through Elden Ring just the once? Oh no, I've been through it like eight times. (laughs) (laughs) I I I fell apart somewhere back in like February March and did nothing but play Elden Ring for like yeah yeah (laughs) a solid month and a half. So yeah. yeah. I was lost in that game, but in the best way. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I beat it, and I just picked it up and kept going, and I kept finding new shit, so I was like, all right, I'll just keep playing this. Yeah, I'm 100% <laughs> convinced I've missed most of that game, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. Even though that's the most engrossing game I've ever played, it still fell victim to the once I see the credits, I'm done. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Same yeah. here. 90 hours and went, oh. you just Always find new ways to disappoint me. You know, I think that's one of my greatest pleasures in life. <laughs> Just disappointing you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but anyway, let's move on from depressing stuff. We are meant to bring light and <laughs> laughter and happiness and poop jokes and fart jokes and penis jokes to the masses. And that's what we're going to do. We made it eight minutes into a show without any of those words and... You know, I think that's I thought I'd just get. I thought I'd just rattle them off quickly, just so we yeah. get through it, right? Zelda, Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody, type loudly on a keyboard. Got it. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Good squeaky chair, Tom. Get cut to set off an alarm. <laughs> I need to oh, interrupt God. somebody. Oh, see, so just did it. Edna, Ed, Edna, put another tally on whatever chart you want. Let's just move on. <laughs> Good, we're checking you, know, all the you laugh, but our SEO value is just going up incrementally every time you say one of those words. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. What about what about the sponsorship from IKEA? We need to say like, remember that one? Oh, IKEA, these brand IKEA, new IKEA? shelves right here. Two brand new yeah, IKEA yeah. shelves. Actually, yeah. no, it's these these ones. Keep mentioning Nike behind Tom. You know, we'll get some get some yeah. more more branding. What we got there, Billy? Are they Billy bookcases? Yeah, they're not the Clargan Flargan. No, they're not the for Google. <laughs> what about the flipper to gibbet? Uh, the floppy wibbles. The Billy is a timeless piece from IKEA. They're it's been around too, since the 70s. They're a little too deep, though. They're 11 inches they deep. They are. Like nine yeah, inches is what I want, you know? Otherwise, everyone starts, wants nine inches. Yeah, 11 just starts to hurt. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's you just, might think, ooh. More that would be better. No, it's not. You know, you slide the the game in, and like the first six inches, you're like, "This looks great. This looks great. It feels good." And then it hits that back, yeah. And you're like, "That's just too deep." Exactly. I'm with you. I'm, I'm and it with hurts. You. Well, it I mean, hurt. the cough reflex is the worst thing. You know, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Edna yes. put all the tallies on the chart <laughs> for god's sake oh god Ugh. i didn't she's think that of, we could she, that woman's run out of space <laughs> well, i wonder we if we're the head. first people to ever make reference to an ikea shelf being compared to the depth of a vagina i don't know 
Yeah. I mean, it, that's it, so much time has elapsed. How can we really know that for sure? <laughs> but what I always think about when you come across a thought like that is every time you shuffle a deck of cards, you're the first person that's ever put those cards into that combination ever. That's fair. So, you know, the possibility is never zero. Your task for the week, Eric, research everything on the internet and find out if anybody's ever said anything like that before. That is a dark Google right there. Tell you what. (laughs) You've done worse. (laughs) Oh, I have. I have. There's another reference of the past Googling things that we've mentioned. Don't ever. Don't. 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 Look, if if there's any reference to food or anything that sounds funny, like blue waffle. uh, (laughs) Fun story about that one right there. Don't say them because people will Google. Fun story about blue waffle. Um, Says nobody ever. Yeah, well, so I was uh, in my last year of college and I had just started my first semester of student teaching. And this was you know, 2009, and uh, I was teaching seniors, and they said, Mr. Peterson, you ever heard of Blue Waffle? Like, no, I haven't, but I grew up in the early 2000s internet. I understand what little phrases like that can mean, like tub girl, lemon party, things like that, <laughs> meat spin. You don't Google this stuff. Like, no, 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 it's it's not that. You got to see, you got to see this. I'm like, no. And they were determined to get me to see Blue Waffle. And I didn't want to look it up on my own. So we were at computer class later in the afternoon. And I was walking around checking people's work. And they're like, Mr. Peterson, can you come check my work? And I come over there. And there it is in all of its glory right on the screen. In the middle of a public school computer lab is fucking Blue Waffle. Just disgusting. (laughs) I mean, I had to give it to him like, oh, you got me. Uh, also, close that, please. Let's move on. <laughs> close that, please. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine you being a teacher, Eric, because like, this is great. you're so stupid. <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody was stupid, I can't imagine you telling them off. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> y'all got to be dumber than me. Listen, that's funny as shit. <laughs> But don't Take do it off. again. Put lemon party on. I've never actually seen Blue Waffle. Don't now, see I've Blue never, Waffle. I've never seen don't. any of these. I just know the horrendous. You've never yeah. seen Tub Girl? Nah. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen Tub one. Girl. Listen, that I was come the out of the first one. I, I come out of the primordial soup of the internet. I was born in the 70s. I grew yeah. up in the 80s when everything was glorious. And then in the 90s, we got the dark tide of the internet. We really did. <laughs> there was yeah. no way to avoid it. <laughs> there was no filter. I had a computer in my room in 1999. It was oh so dangerous God. with mm. unfiltered I, internet access. Looking back now, I realize why my dad didn't give me that. A couple of my friends that in middle school had computers, and I said, I only want one present for Christmas. Everybody around the whole family all just pools together and buys me a computer. My dad's like, no, you are not getting your own computer. Like, now I see why. (laughs) It was just the Wild West. You didn't know if you were going to go to some sort of store website or if you were going to be treated to... It was so good, though. (laughs) I miss it. Tom enjoyed the danger. It was really. It was shit. essentially like, a VPN at all times. Nobody could track you. None of that shit was out there. Yeah. Nobody was trying to get your information. It was just nope. like, hey, 
Have fun. Also, just, traumatic scars for the rest of your life. Yep. 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 And By sometimes way, just just random, not even a picture, just a story about a picture would fuck right. you up for life. <laughs> yeah. And don't yeah. even get me started on the chat rooms. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Kids these days. Have a, do you guys ever go on rotten.com back in the day? Yes. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. that was dark. Rotten.com. Rotten. Uh, did you ever see um, all those? Faces, cheese. Of, faces of Death? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I Dude, saw Faces was, of Death in the theater. That was a <laughs> fucked up website. <laughs> wow, we're really scraping the depths of nostalgia here. Holy cow. Uh, well, and not good nostalgia either. Like, I no. remember when I first got on the internet, I had a Prodigy account. And I was like a sophomore in college. Jeez. And I thought, I, I seriously thought, like, oh, all of the internet is just one big chat room. Like, that, I was sold. Mm. That was it. And then somebody showed me, like, oh, no, you just go click this browser over here. And immediately I was both terrified and mesmerized by yeah. everything. I spent a solid year finding the end of the internet. I remember when my buddy <laughs> introduced yeah. me to the concept of a search engine. It was like fifth grade. I'm like, yeah. how did you find this? He's like, oh, I went to a search engine. I'm like, what's that? Because up until then, I was just typing stuff into the URL and hitting .com and seeing what I got. Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. bouncy titties .com. <laughs> Big old <laughs> naked boobies. We, we had a an internet explorer a favorites folder and my dad had a folder called search engines and it had like hotbot dogpile excite ask all Jeeves. the web ask Jeeves, um uh lycos yahoo like all the classics right you're the we were only like, other Netscape. person i've ever heard say dogpile <laughs> i used that all the time yeah because I just like, there's a dog taking a shit. Like, yeah. here's your shit. And that's literally what it was. Here's the shit you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to know why we are the way we are, we just referenced a massive 30,000 foot view chunk of our youth. And that's what molded us. Was. I consider myself just a survivor now. Like, <laughs> that's what, <laughs> others have died. And I'm like, that sounds good. That's yeah. <laughs> I can live in I can live in a world without the internet. That'd be all right. <laughs> oh man! Do you remember the, the 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 arguments between the AIM and the MSN people? It's like yeah, you oh, God, you yeah. couldn't you couldn't be both. You had to be firmly in one camp or the other. Mm-hmm. Well, if yeah. all your friends were on MSN, you're not going to go to AIM, are you? Yeah. Everything was MSN in, in the UK. Oh, yeah, it was I all know, about MSN. Over. I know AIM was popular in the States. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd get those AOL discs. We had hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. of those yeah. free AOL on, or AOL online discs. Or America coasters, online. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we would go into the backyard and use them as Frisbees and hit them with baseball bats. And they just explode. There was one winter we we just destroyed all of them and then just never cleaned it up. So when the, the, the snow thawed. You could see cool. all these just disc fragments in the backyard of my mom's <laughs> like, I am not picking that up. So I got the lawnmower out. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, took, I took a bad situation and made it way worse. Oh, my God. My favorite part of that piece <laughs> of... Rick, you just destroy everything. Why? <laughs> Why not? I mean, towards the end of that era, like, I remember when uh, discs were, like, officially going away, and that was kind of a big deal, that... Uh, it, it was AOL that started sending out the fancy discs that came in like a 10. <laughs> Remember that? No. Yes. And you'd be like, I have shit, but it came in this fancy 10. You know? <laughs> <laughs> How much internet did you get with that? Oh, 30 minutes, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, people are like Tom, I need to use the phone. I'm like, ah. Oh. No, I'm chatting with a hot babe. But then they introduced like, or you could maybe, I think maybe we just got like a second line. And that was a, such a game oh, yeah. changer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you'd have yeah, your yeah, internet yeah. just And then you could leave your two. internet up all the time so it can yeah. run at 33.3. <laughs> like, but do you remember that it forever. used to just like, get slow after a while, but then you disconnect and then reconnect to get that yep. fresh juice again? <laughs> like, I don't know how it really worked, but like you had to redial to like... My dad worked for the local ISP company for a while, and yeah. he worked in their, their tech support department. And listening to the idiocy of some people trying to understand the concept of the internet, ju- it was it was one of my favorite parts of the day is he'd come home and just share some of the dumbest stories. And the one that always stuck with me was some lady called in and she's like, I'm having trouble getting connected to the internet. And it's like, all right, let's, let's troubleshoot what's going on. He goes, okay, that'd be great. All right. I have to just ask, is your, is your computer turned on right now? And she went, what computer? (laughs) Dad's like, how are you trying to get, how are you trying to connect to the internet? Well, I'm taking this phone number and I'm, I'm calling it. (laughs) He was trying to physically call the internet. Because if you dial the number, you would just get the AOL screeching noises. Yeah. Yeah. Those are burning to my brain. Those tones. I miss them. It's like that in the original PlayStation boot up sound. Iconic mm-hmm. yeah. childhood memories. Sound is just so powerful for like nostalgia. Yeah. It's just yep. like you hear it and it's like you're right there again. And then when you were on the browser and all the pop ups used to come up all the time. Yeah. Oh, God. God. Adblocker was, a, was a real revolution. <laughs> God. What a, yeah. what a trip down memory lane. <laughs> they should do, yeah. somebody should recreate. The late '90s, early 2000s internet, and I think you know, kind of like they've done with Wild, uh, World of Warcraft. What is, I don't know what the oh Wild Classic, oh the, Wild yeah. Classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should yeah, have I to sign a waiver. Erica, internet Erica classic. Think, I think I think legally <laughs> they can't now. I mean, yeah, sign a waiver or like go into the dark web or something like that. And she's like, oh god, yeah, this is great. Yeah, so man. you were talking about people being stupid back then about internet, but I think it's still happening to this day. You've only got to see some people on Facebook to realize that people still don't know how to search engine yeah. is. No. I, I know I've said it before, but I am so glad we didn't have social media when we were kids or YouTube or anything like that. I get that it's a phenomenal resource, but man, I'm glad it wasn't around when I was a kid. Yeah, I have to yeah. agree with that, I think. I'm just glad there weren't phones around when I was a kid because I would still be in prison for all the terrible shit I did <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be captured on camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, and I mean, like, not even all, like, completely illegal or anything like that, but just like, I don't know. I, th- I think I can fit a whole orange in my mouth. I I, I do. I, I think I can. <laughs> no. <laughs> Spoilers, did you, did you I can. Su- succeed? No. No, I did not. <laughs> Lost a tooth. That was fun. <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, God. What have you guys been playing this week? Anything fun? Anything good? Uh, Besides the game of the week? Well, I got Gotham Knights. And how is that? How, how are those what? frames? I've heard it's toilet. Yeah. I've well, heard it's absolute toilet. Well, Go on, Dan. What is it? It didn't review well at all. It, it's not... It, hand, <laughs> Hands down, it's not as good as the Batman Arkham games, but it's a perfectly serviceable little game. It's not as bad sure. as people are making out at all. It's a bit of filler for you, but right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like someone trying to describe right now the, to tip me up until Christmas. So. 
Avengers game. Like, it's not bad. It's it's like I mean Batman Arkham games are like top tier and this is like fair to fair to midland you know it's it's, it's Listen right. I don't have time for a game that's not bad or midland all right <laughs> and there's so many tier. great games out there I Tom is a connoisseur <laughs> His palate's very evolved <laughs> I think part of the problem with it is like don't get me Go wrong on. I love a Go side on. quest but it it's kind of DC. forces you to do like a uh, little like little crimes around the city to discover clues about the main crimes. And that repeats all the time. Mm. So it's, I just okay. want to crack on. I just want to crack on and get to the next like fight against Mr. Freeze, you know, Got I don't it. really ca- care about smashing the shit out of, but all the characters are pretty fun to play as they're all very different. And I think what bothers me, not bothers me, but I think what turns me off about it's like, I just have no invested interest in any of the DC superheroes. None. Not even bad person. That's because you're an idiot. I mean, is he really a superhero? Yes. What, Bapa? He's just, yeah, Rich yes, David. <laughs> His superpower is insanity. It's great. That's true. <laughs> My superpower no, is No, bad person's, you know, he's he's okay. Nocturnal flight guy. Well, in the same way as Iron Man a superhero. <laughs> Nocturnal <then>. flight guy. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't roll off the tongue quite so well, but it is accurate. It is. <laughs> It is. Um, yeah, damn. I've been play playing. I've been playing Modern Warfare Two. And of course, uh, of course. tell you when what Tim was on two point zero out uh, the sixteenth. Let me oh. tell you what Modern nice. Warfare Two is a broken fucking mess. Yeah, like, I saw some videos on absolute on chaotic mess. The first night, the all the group of guys that I play with, we all blocked off the whole night um we started playing at about eight o'clock between eight and 1 a.m we got 10 matches in oh so you're broken as in you can't find games or i crashed that and this is not an exaggeration i cracked my game physically crashed that night 25 times Uh, how the hell have they managed this like surely it's just built on the modern warfare engine so a lot of it i think boils down to once you get into a party with more than three people because if we were playing solo or two people were playing together in a party no connection issues whatsoever the second you crested above that there started to be issues and there's still issues uh today where we'll have to back out of the game disband the entire party and rejoin because it'll just sit there on like connecting so this is a back-end issue with it's the, a back-end with the, the game itself once you're in functions phenomenally it's freaking gorgeous um gameplay is amazing they've taken out some some shit from previous games like the whole slide canceling and gotten rid of that so that people can't just be super sweaty movers now it's uh, a lot more it's a lot more skill and shooter based but what really changes things for console players is the inclusion of the uh, field of view slider so all my friends that hadn't played any of any games with an fov slider before are now like oh my god i can play in 120 fov and see you know, 40% more than what I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolute game changer. Um, campaign, okay. it's it's not as good as the original Modern Warfare 2. And I I, I know you shouldn't compare the two, because, but you should because they, they kind of run off that same, you know. But I've had a number of issues within the campaign where I would die and as it's reloading the checkpoint, the game would crash. And then if you'd go to reload that game save it would crash again. So you'd have to restart that entire mission. And it always happened to me at the end of the mission. And it's, 
it's a minor inconvenience. It sets you back like 30, 40 minutes at most, but still, it's just the game is yeah. broken right now. They're just trying yeah. to sort it out. And this is I, yeah. Oh no, go this ahead. Is, this, this is why you put it on your Christmas list, son. No, <laughs> no, it's my, it's Call of Duty. <laughs> I gotta I answer say, the call. The thing I do like about the uh, the Call of Duty campaigns is they uh, each time a new one comes out, they seem to move the bar on. First of all, the gunplay on 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 for a console FPS is always very strong, but also like facial uh, animations and oh. visuals. Like it, I was watching a video the, the other day on Modern Warfare Two, and I thought, oh yeah, this reminds me of when Advanced Warfare came out with Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey, where I was like, oh god, this looks incredible. I was thinking the that Amsterdam same thing. level. It's unreal. Yes, yes so I have. Good. I have. It's insane. I didn't well, watch I too like, much of it because I do want to play it at some point, but I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. <laughs> what I this really... A, oh, go ahead, Zach. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but but what you're talking about is a problem that happens with every COD that never gets talked about, right? Like one yeah. releases and then you have three months worth of like load mm. balancing and server issues and all that stuff. And I feel like if we're ever going to talk about making Call of Duty a better game, like we have to talk about that stuff during a review and not just go give it a score and say right. like... Yeah. It's this. It's not that yet. It will be. Right. <laughs> likely, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's always like three months worth of solid bug fixes first. Well, one I, think, thing, I yeah. think a lot of games get away with stuff like that when they're the big hitters. It's kind of, it's we live in a society now where you can push out a game and worry about fixing it after it's out. Oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah. True facts. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that your customers don't like become, your, become your QA, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. But I think to some look degree, though. Cyberpunk. Like, to some degree, though, with a game like this, it ha- your customers have to become your QA because despite how large your QA base is, and even with betas, there's going to be shit that happens. Like, not people really, are really because you can simulate users on a, on a server. You can, you can spin up like a thousand, two thousand instances and then run tests to see how the balancing is going. I admit like real world examples, it's never going to quite copy on to the, the same situation. But why is it that some games get this right and some games don't? I, You'd think that Call of Duty, after their, what, 40th iteration? Yeah, they're huge and they're like big teams and a major property. Um, I don't know, Blizzard Blizzard kind of... But the thing know. that's weird about it, and it even happens with Warzone too, where they'll put out a new update and make some tweaks or changes, and you don't necessarily know how those tweaks or changes are going to affect mm-hmm. what happens. For example, um, in the multiplayer here, they put a new thing in where you can tune individual attachments and the second they turned that on it broke everything so people could they would create an attachment or they would tune an attachment on a loadout and then save it and then they'd get into a game and they just couldn't choose any guns so just break little things like that so it's like fix one bug create five others on on pc when some of the free to play or not free to play necessarily but the big multiplayer fps games that come out that are lesser known, they'll put something in early access, right? And they'll get, so it's no cost to the consumer. And what they're doing is they're constantly monitoring the back end, like how many users are connecting at any one time. They, they, they're trying to um, stabilize it as much as possible so that when they do have the full release and everyone's paying 60, 80 bucks, we've got a more or less stable environment for players, right? If, I don't know if there was a beta for Modern Warfare 2 or if they there really... Was. There was, okay. Well, yep. yeah, then that's really... And the beta was the beta was fine. Like I don't remember there being a bunch of issues with it. Yeah, yeah. 
But well, and again, it's probably just the number of users on there too, right? Yeah. Like, cause day one, you know, you can talk about like, oh, it's amazing. God of War sold 3 million copies in a day. That is nothing compared to what, you know, a <laughs> Call of Duty does. It does like 10 million users in a day. I'll tell you one yeah. thing about the uh, multiplayer that has me hook, line, and sinker is they've introduced a third person mode. So for me in high school, SOCOM mm. was life. I played nothing but SOCOM 2 and 3 online with Scott all the time. We would boot during the summer, we'd boot up at like 8 p.m. and play, I'm not kidding, till six in the morning, five nights a week. And that's just yep. all we played was SOCOM 2 and 3. So third person tactical shooters are my jam. So they did a they they did a, a a couple days of it on the beta, but it was really weird because you'd be walking around in third person, and then as soon as you would go to aim, it would go to first person. So it was this really long sequence to get into shooting uh-huh. your gun. So it was it felt really disjointed. So they took feedback from people, and when they launched it, now you stay third person for your shooting unless you go to a sniper. And it is awesome. It is just like being in high school all over again. The gameplay <laughs> is fucking fantastic. But the grenades handle differently in third-person mode. You're In normal multiplayer, you can huck a grenade clear across the country. It's ridiculous how far you can throw grenades. But the second you're playing third-person mode, it's just like you limp-wrist them everywhere. And you can't really <laughs> judge the distances on how far to throw them. But the fact that they've included third-person mode is is really cool. So they're doing a lot of neat things with it. Hmm. And the one thing I really like about this campaign, and I think COD campaigns in general, they always give you a really wide breadth of different experiences within. A lot of first-person shooters are just like run and gun throughout the entire game. This one, you've got... (laughs) Doom 3. yeah, yep. we'll get there. Got, you actually have some pretty intense, intense stealth missions in this game where it's not just like typical fps it's you got to go around and scavenge for materials and create stuff to create distractions and diversions and prying prying tools or of course you get your ac-130 missions or your sniping missions or Mm. um, missions where you're dangling from the top of a helicopter like there's just really really high action throughout this entire game so i'm Um, really 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 happy with it so far can you speak much to the narrative and its themes and stuff like that uh, um, because I know that Modern Warfare, some of the previous CODs, maybe it'll be a different time period, but Modern Warfare, so it seems to focus more on, obviously, you know, present day stuff. Well, Modern yeah. Warfare reboot, the rebooted Modern Warfare's campaign was really good as well. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one, I don't think is as good as the reboot Modern Warfare. There mm-hmm. was some, I, I can't remember the uh, specifics around it, but the, the Modern Warfare reboot had some controversy around how they approached a certain like trail of death or something like that. And like who owned mm-hmm. a certain piece of, I, there, as far as I'm aware, there's nothing that controversial. I feel like they played this campaign a little safe in terms yeah. of themes and, and what they were doing, uh, mm-hmm. especially compared to the original modern warfare where they had like the, the, airport. the, the big mm-hmm. airport scene. Yeah. Um, that was <laughs> fucking intense, but there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing. And I'm on the last mission. So I'm, I'm through mm-hmm. it. And there's okay. actually, you know, I, I'm, reluctant to say it because dan's gonna make a reference to link between worlds but there was a pretty cool twist in it that i didn't see coming <laughs> i won't say it was the best but it was pretty shocking but i really like the characters i like soap mctavish i like ghost uh, alejandro gaz they're all phenomenal call of duty characters hmm. so nice. it's a really solid game um, i'm very pleased with it nice apart from the crushing 
yeah but even then you know whatever it's par for the course like like zach said they'll fix it eventually it's call of duty it's not like it's a lot of these other games where if it comes out and it's broken people just go all right well move on it's call of duty people are going to play it regardless and it will get fixed yeah well yeah and i mean again like i i'm aware of that so i don't i don't misjudge it going in but it's definitely frustrating just seeing it from the initial right. review perspective right to, to mention something that you said though tom I, I i will i'll tell you as a former activision blizzard employee blizzard has never once got a launch right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> ever in the history of never i can remember like being server side logging in going why the fuck can't i get in i'm like at the server <laughs> do you remember the absolute uh fucking mess of the diablo 3 launch oh, oh god yeah, yeah i read it right as i was leaving Took the night or took the day off, took the next day off and couldn't get in for three days. Yep. Made it up with that real world auction house, though. (laughs) 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 That real world live auction money house. That was Mm. wonderful. Go grind gems all day. Make $15 a day. (laughs) Some people got rich off that. that. Oh, man, I made I made tons of bank on that. What else have you guys been playing? Anything else? Um, well, you, in the suit. Oh, sorry, Tom. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that I uh, just say random, but back in back in the PS3 days, I, I that was the last time I played and finished GTA Five, and I was like, man, it's on sale for fifteen bucks. Go on, I'll play the PS5 upgrade version oh, or whatever. Tom, you're part of the problem. This is why it's always in the top ten. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but I've been running through that campaign again. I don't know. I just is it I've got dramatically I, different. Oh, it's like 60 FPS and looks nice. It's got nice lighting and shit, but you know, it's still, it's GTA five. It's um, a 2013 game. <laughs> yeah, but it, I don't know. I cannot it's, believe that was a PS3 game. I don't know if you remember yeah. playing on PS3, but when you change between characters, it used to take like a solid minute. Yeah. Um, now it's like, you know, six, seven seconds, if that. Um, I, fired up. I never played GT online because it used to take so long to yeah. get into it's it. It's fast now. It is very fast. We, I don't know. It just it did some so many things really well. Uh, switching between characters during missions, I always enjoyed the heist missions. Um, they're the best. I, it's a, it's a great narrative. It has um, a really good yeah, story. I'm just a huge sucker for for GTA. I don't know. I just think that it's in this in the same vein as COD. It's like you know blockbuster cinematic. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, you know, they spend money on it. It's 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 Hollywood-esque, you know? When do you think we're going to see some more information about GTA 6? I, I, that was a significant leak. I, I, I watched yeah. a lot and of the... pretty uh, far along in development. It looks really nice. Like I, the whole scene in the, uh, in the diner that was leaked yeah. um, was kind of cool seeing all the console, like console logs, like of, of all the, like the developer co- uh, information, like um, it was really neat to see, I think. Uh, but uh, and it, looks it does better look than fun. Saints Row, which just came out and it's not even finished. Saints Row looked like an early <laughs> PS4 game. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say we probably see that game May of 24. Ooh. Yeah, that's yeah. probably about right. We, we're yeah. probably going to get an announcement next spring that, hey, guys, here it is, like, and get a yeah. a, a, a sizzle reel. And then Rockstar is going to do what Rockstar does and just not show us anything else. I think that GTA games have typically come out around fall, though. 
have for they? the holiday season. Yeah, like, so, but I don't know. I mean, you, you, they don't need to. <laughs> I don't even think they need a strategy at this yeah, point. You're right. Like, just GTA Five. Was they don't even need to make a new game. People just buy the old one. <laughs> right. I yeah. mean, you know. Can you believe that it's almost been ten years? Has it? I, I know because it came out September seventeenth of twenty thirteen. No, it's eligible for the show next year. That's one of the first. One of the Everybody f- go buy a new copy. <laughs> Catherine took a really old photo of me playing GTA 5 on my PS3 in like a room I rented in London when I first moved there 10, yeah. 10 years ago. Well, I remember all of us playing that online together when yeah. GTA Online came out. It was... Jesus. Yeah, I remember uh, I was... I was a quite an early adopter to the online component and it was so broken that the next time everybody logged in, they gave everybody uh, a, a million dollars. Yeah. They were like, here's a, a stimulus. million dollars. Yeah. 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 I'm still not <laughs> over the fact that there's not a jetpack in the game though. I wasn't happy about that. I want all the way through cause it was in San Andreas. I was like, where's my jetpack? No jetpack. <laughs> nah. That was just a little uh, too goofy. What have I been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing this. <laughs> uh, I wanted Streets of Rage, uh, pocketed version. Ooh, I am. Streets I'm of on Rage the too. You know, you talk yep. my language. I'm on the edge of my seat, waiting for my pocket. I got the email. Have you tried looking in your jeans? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Dan I love. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, I got the email saying, hey, you have until October 23rd to make changes to your delivery, and then we're going to be shipping it out, and it still just says processing. So, like, it just... I ordered that almost one year ago. Yeah, I I waited a year for mine. Um, And I'll tell you, like, once again, not to plug them, but, like, Analog Pocket is the best handheld... uh, on earth like I, I i don't know how to better express it now that it's cracked and you can yeah. load all your emulators and all your roms like there is just nothing better yeah it's gorgeous That's, the it's screen is unreal thing that screen's beautiful good form factor it's it, it's yeah. uh, like i i don't really see a reason to own another little you know handheld device to do anything anymore um right. i kind of guess it w- i wish it did do 3ds games but you know hey i've got a 3ds so that's right. fine what can you kind of go up to uh like PSP maybe or uh, no PSP is out because of the aspect ratio. Yeah. Um, okay. So you have to have a, like a really wide low window, uh, but I mean, I've gotten, I, I've seen Neo Geo games running on it. Okay. Um, nice. And so like, you know, it's that whole 16 bit era thing, but I mean, I, I've, you know, bought 128 gig memory stick and I can't fill it up <laughs> with ROMs from <laughs> all those systems. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Like it's it is it is the ultimate 16 bit handheld. So that actually then negates the need for a RetroPie if you have the dock. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's an why are they taking so long to ship? Because the chip shortage. No. Uh, Yeah. Is it the chip shortage? I mean, on on analog consoles, they uh, they sell them once you purchase them. So what you're waiting on is literally yours to be made. Um, and then to get them into stock and be able to ship them and all that. So it's just a FPGA chips are hard to come by these days. So it's, uh, it's such a long shot, but I'm still trying to get a steam deck dev kit. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Sure. Because I have a developer account with steam and I'm like, just like, it's worth a go. Worst they'll say is nah. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. (laughs) But they seem to, um, 
Uh, I think now, yeah, I know that now you can just straight up order one without any weight. So maybe they, they're starting to get an abundance of them in. And How much maybe. is the Steam Deck? Um, in Canadian, the base model with like, you know, the the basic uh, features, I think, is 500 Canadian, maybe 400 US. I'm not, not sure exactly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yes. And then they've got like the prettier screen version and the higher memory version. And exactly. Because like so. can yeah. you upgrade the memory yourself or no? No, 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 it's not upgradable. So See, the that's... base is like 64 gigabytes, which is tight, you know, for obviously. Um, it means that you would just have to do a lot of uninstalling and installing, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's only 650 like for the 512. They do. One's EMMC and one's NVMe, I think. Yeah, so you like, don't want EMMC. That read-write speed is real slow. Well, that's the base. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. whichever one's the slowest one is the base one, and then you go yeah. there. Um, yeah, you want the you want the six forty nine with the premium the, anti. As usual with glass. these stri- with these plans and structures, they're looking they're they're trying to sell you on the middle tier, you know. Right. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, which one are you getting, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> well, which one are you getting? They're they're pretty cheap. I mean, they're like right at the five twenty nine mark. Oh yeah, I'll have three. <laughs> Get one of each, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I, I meant to also say that I am also playing a game called Neon White. Have you Is that guys the one that, that you told us about? I I've heard of that. You, you mentioned it the other day. Man, that was on really Switch, right? Game. It's on Switch. I don't know if I'd necessarily... Well, yeah, no, it's, I, I'm getting used to it now. The control system on Switch is a little odd. Um, mainly because it reminds me of... Uh, it's like the, the left trigger is the jump. Oh, weird. And then, which is a really odd feeling. And then um, right trigger is attack. And then I think you have, oh, R is like an extra, like, like an extra ability, basically. Um, But I just really strongly recommend uh, playing that game. It's, 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 it's fast. It's frantic. It's kind of like, uh, do you you have a ghost runner, Dan? Yes. It's like Ugh. Ghost Runner or Mirror's Edge, but not... No, I know I can see your face, Eric. He's grimacing. It's not as hard. It's not as punishing. Um, uh, it, it's basically... it's And it's also got that Astrobot feel of um, trying to get the fastest time. Um, finding out a quicker way to complete the level. No, no, um, I, can't, I can't do it. Zach's too good. We can't do it. <laughs> it has weird anime, uh, goofy dialogue that is like just kind of odd, risque. It's it's weird, but I don't play it for that and uh, just pure gameplay. Um, cool. Yeah, totally recommend grabbing that. It's only on Windows and Switch, which is very odd. Um, That's a weird combo. Yeah. 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 Give it time. Those kind of games, like uh, I think Hades came out on Switch and it got ported over to everything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an Annapurna interactive game, so they always kind of have interesting. They always make great stuff. Tiles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, um, I actually I don't know if you tried it yet. Did you try Roller Dome? Yeah. Oh shit! I want to try that. It was Holy so shit! Cool. Roller Dome is good. <laughs> there's no multiplayer though, is there? No, there's. It's all single player, but it does feel like like multiplayer needs to be there. It's such but, a weird like, game. Yeah, but it, man, it controls good and it plays good. Um, and it's just this really weird little indie, like, Hey, you're part of the roller derby. Uh, so we're going to teach you how to roller derby. <laughs> By the way, you get to murder people. Yeah. You get to murder people with guns and shit. 
Uh, but it's a really cool little game. And I think it was like $9 or something like that. Yeah, Total I think I just played the day. Thomas looks Nine. really fun. I'm watching Neon White. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just like... It's totally up your up your up your alley, Dan. I didn't think it would be for me personally, mm. but nah, I'm all in. It's um Is it roguelike? Uh, no. It, so it's it, the weird thing about it is um you collect cards. Like when you're when you're running through the level, you collect a card and that's a that's a pistol. Uh but you can sacrifice the pistol for a jump. Uh, or you can shoot. So, oh. but it's all, and that feels like it's too much to think about during a fast paced um, action level, but it, but it works. Then there's another button that discards cards or switches to another one. So some, some will give you the ability to like, uh, you know, power down a, a stomp through a, through the floor and then take a different route to the, to the end goal. Or some will give you like a, an assault rifle because you have to kill these demons whilst you're on the move. So you can't leave a single demon alive when you get to the end. So you can't blitz through without doing anything else, without doing without actually taking that. Because you're in heaven. The whole thing is you're in heaven and you're trying to rid heaven of demons. It's very Japanese, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, it works. It works really well. First person shooter puzzle platformer. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Hard to just, I have a hard time describing it because it's just kind of weird. But... Um, I wish there was a demo you guys could try because 20, 20 to $25 at the indie level sometimes can be a, a price point that keeps people away if they don't really know what the game is. Well, if it comes um, with a Tom Reagan recommendation, you know it's probably going to be pretty good. There you go. There you go. Um, but Roller Dome, I do remember like catching a trailer of that and really loving the graphic style. Um, uh, the art, sorry. I just thought it was really, really neat looking game. And... Hella fun. Do you have it on PS5, Zach? Yeah, actually, I ended up getting it on PS5. Um, I looked at it on, I think it was PC that it also came out on. Uh, But Mm -hmm. PS5, just for whatever reason, that day had a sale. So I got it there. and I really enjoyed it. I mean, and again, it's not something that you're going to play forever, but it's a pickup. No, it's really fun. Damn. What about you, Dan? Anything else? Uh, Well, I don't know if I've been on since I finished it i played through cyberpunk finally yeah i think you're talking about that last show was i I well it kind of goes back to when you guys were talking about bugs and stuff and how a game turns itself around because that is really good now like really good very enjoyable yeah i need to i need to play that i also can't finish horizon i I put 60 hours into that game on (laughs) inside the launch window because it was it crashed probably four or five times over the course of one to two hours when I was playing yeah, EG. That's, yeah, that's terrible. That's so bad, but it, it runs pretty good now. Um, yeah. To, but to be honest, Eric, I've just been kind of treading water, waiting for God of War to come out. It's this time of year where I usually get a bit bored of my games. I, uh, I went on a bit of a Dead Cells kick again. Oh, that game's so oh. good. Which is really Ooh. dangerous. It's like my oh, yearly yeah. Castlevania kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But I, I think I... Because I had a I had Dead Cells on PS4 and I could never be bothered to transfer across my save, so I just started again. <laughs> yeah, God of War is is Wednesday. I know. I, I honestly can't wait for that. Did you like, guys see that there were some retailers who were selling it two weeks early, and and Corey Belrog got on and was just like, "I am so sorry. 
Uh, please avoid the internet for two weeks. We did our best to just make sure that everybody could experience this on their own. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I was I was kind of hoping that uh, the retailer would do a Final Fantasy VII remake and send it a week early, but it hasn't came yet. So. No such luck. <laughs> hey, I got charged for it. I ordered one on uh, PlayStation Direct, and I have one other somewhere else. And did you I get the Yotner edition? Huh? Ooh. Did you get the Yotner edition? Uh, yeah, I got a Yotner and then a regular collector's. Oh. Uh, I'll probably open the regular collectors. The only reason I didn't get the Jotner, um, one of my buddies uh, was going to pre-order him at GameStop, and he's like, hey, I'm here. They've got extra pre-orders. You want one? Like, no, it doesn't come with the physical copy. It does it's not. A, it's a download code. Like, I can't do it. No, That's yeah, a just, bit shit. Eric, just go on PSN and preload it. It's eight, like, for uh, 60 bucks. Let's just buy it from there. You see that? No. <laughs> nah. No. Nah. No. You know? I can't. It's digital. I one of my favorite things favorite things about that was um the one time digital came in came in clutch was I couldn't get the um FF seven remake on disc for whatever reason. I can't remember why. It just wasn't gonna arrive in time. But because I still have I still use my UK PSN account, um, because Sony is the one manufacturer that that won't let you change region. Apparently people don't immigrate <laughs> if you have if you have a playstation so i'm still operating in like uh on, on the uk one so of course the time zones are different so i got oh. ff7 remake ahead of time technically speaking because of where i am um so that was cool like i got to like live in the future a little bit with that one <laughs> that's awesome um dan got to live a week in the future so. yeah <laughs> exactly. I, think I, done, I think i was done by the time yep. you guys got it <laughs> you were close i think and then you yeah. just sat there and berated us you're like hurry up and finish it so we can talk about it it's like i haven't even <gasps> gotten it yet it was torture no that is that <laughs> I had is to fair. sit on that for about two weeks it was awful <laughs> i think uh yeah eric's still waiting to play the uh the dlc He's yeah in- integrate yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is absolutely shocking that you've not played that mine. He's not a huge fan, to be fair. He's still he's sort he of rolled a, credits. <laughs> saw the credits. <laughs> DLC yes, for me. But you need to play it because it leads into the next one. You need to play it. Lesson. <laughs> Lesson. Don't you tell me what I need to do. You're not my real dad. Oh God! Just that, some- you asshole. Play it. I, I, I do if it makes you feel something. better, I haven't played it either. <laughs> How long? It's only like, what, five hours? Yes. Yeah, I'd say it's about four to so, five hours. So, correction, I've started it. Oh. I haven't, I haven't oh, God, beaten that's it. Worse. Is it? Eric, yes. the ratio to started versus completed is, would be an interesting stat to see. <laughs> <for your case>. <laughs> it's... <laughs> the, the, like, if you were to take all the games I've ever played... The completed is probably a single digit number. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I get it, man. Like with with Game Pass subscriptions, free Epic Games, Steam sales, <laughs> eSwitch sales. Like, I'm sure there's there's so many games that I've just like dabbled in, and then because it hasn't given me that hook in, like the hook time is getting less and less. Yeah, you know, like you got to you got to grab me in the first three minutes, which is terrible. It's terrible, but this is just the the world we live in now it's that instagram um, yep. you know instagram. See, even if it's shite i've got to do it i have to oh That's, man i can't I love that it's, dan it's curtis approach disposable like, content this could be the worst thing that i have ever put into my eyeballs but i'm gonna finish it because i started it because yep. i yes. know that if you set it down there's just this little nagging thing in your mind that's just like hey finish that 
You got to finish that. Yeah, You're a loser if you didn't better. finish that. Could could get you better. <laughs> ever, ever this the is really game. shit right now. <laughs> like how many RPGs or whatever do you play now where you hit new game and it's a slow fade to a wall of text and then it just gives you f- fucking 10 minutes of lore that you don't give a shit about. Yep. Like... Like by two minutes in, you're like, I'm done. Quit home, but home screen. I <laughs> never game. would have gotten hooked into Final Fantasy Tactics if it came out now. Exactly. Like, this no. is what I mean. Like, you know, the patience is needed to get the, to get the good stuff, but game design has changed so much, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I well, even- speaking speaking of RPGs, I can't believe that next year we're getting well, hopefully, both Final Fantasy 16 and Remake Part Two. That is going to be a good year for RPGs. Yeah. You think they'll do both in the same year? Yeah, yeah, well, they're meant to be. 16's meant to come out early, like, May time, I think. And Jesus. Remake is... Ne- re- reunion, sorry. Not not Reunion. What's it called? Peacock, what's it called? Rebuy. Revengeance. Rebirth. Rebuy? <laughs> yes. Rebirth. Uh, is Unabashedly next win- Rebuy. Next I, I I feel like that's going to slip. One of them is going to slip, but I feel like Rebirth is so. definitely prone to slip into 2024. But mm. I'd love to play them both. Yeah, same. I mean, I wouldn't be against them, but as a consumer, both, yeah, give it, give them to me. But I feel like from a from their perspective, they they could comfortably push one to the following year. Yeah, and, and I give you know, like I hope in my heart of hearts, like I really do hope that we get some external content to that, especially Rebirth, like. What yeah. if it had a VR component to it? What yeah. if it had, you know, some extra DLC and some some wiggles and niggles there? I'd I'd love to play all that. So, um but I, I could wait till twenty twenty four to play it if I had to. as a soul a souls fan, are you how was how and someone that plays Final Fantasy, how are you on the uh Strangers of Paradise game? Did you play that? Did you enjoy that? Oh, I played three minutes of it and I went like, oh, this is like playing Final Fantasy from 2012 and immediately took it out. Like, I'm just done. <laughs> Talk about it's a neat. game. It's fun that... to watch and play. But like, I don't know. I just don't have enough time for games anymore. <laughs> that demo had me hook, line and sinker. And I went, man, I am sold on this because it, it played very much like a Dark Souls game. Mm-hmm. And it had that Final Fantasy component to it. Like, this is a great merging of it. Until you played the full game. Like, oh. I see why they pulled out that vertical slice because it didn't include all of the arbitrary bullshit of having to sift through a thousand items in your menu after every single mission. That's, uh, that's one of my pet hates in games nowadays. I yeah. hate doing that shit. It's Gotham Knights is really bad for it, actually. It's what is this mechanic? Sorry, like I don't. So every single mission, you would come out with probably forty or fifty different new items, mostly weapons. Ninety-nine to a hundred percent of them, you're never going to use. Yeah. Okay. So you have a finite amount of inventory space. So you mm. have to go in and you have to dismantle uh. them. And you it's can like, set you can set up some gambits to like auto dismantle certain items. Mm-hmm. But that's just as cumbersome and it's almost faster to just go in. And it just I don't know, it the novelty wore off really quick. It was very campy, um, which was funny for a while, and then it's just like, well, what am I doing? And yeah. I mean, my, it felt like it It played like, and I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but it felt like it played like and looked like the bouncer. Right? Oh. Like it was this really <laughs> highly polished <laughs> PlayStation 2 game. 
and got like it. and you got it on playstation 5 and you're you're like playing it going like what the hell am i playing it did and not the, the, look good. like the protagonist kept saying chaos and i just got lost <laughs> i was done <laughs> <laughs> chaos do you want to go after the chaos do you want to see the chaos how about the chaos chaos holy shit <laughs> like 13 times in two minutes <laughs> take like, a shot every time he says chaos what, what was that scene eric or something where he walks away and does he play like limp biscuit or something yeah he pulls phone? up his cell phone and hits a limp biscuit and it's like okay now they've just went you know what he just says it. bullshit and then yep. plays it and then walks away <laughs> Did did I just hop over a shark? What happened? <laughs> but I liked it. It was I an mean, interesting it, concept. I'll, I'll go back. Like I, I collect games now on the the premise that I'm going to end up on a desert island with all of this one day. Mm-hmm. And for that time, it'll be perfect. <laughs> like right. nothing else to play. I can yep. sit here and play chaos. <laughs> is, um, is anybody going to pick up Crisis Call then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'll actually play that. I I've well, I played it to death when we did it for the show. Oh, yeah, I yeah. will play that for sure. I enjoyed that a lot. It looks really good, actually. Apparently, mm-hmm. they've done a lot of like quality of life improvements, so it's kind of I hope works so. very similarly to um, like remake and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think the combat's like probably not as good and stuff. I was like going to say, are they taking the combat from remake? No, it's very it much still the, the, the old still combat the slot machine. With the slot, the slot machine. Yeah. yeah, that was the weirdest thing. It's so oh, cool, it's, it's just, you just have no control over it. It just, yeah, does whatever yeah. the hell it wants. It's like, yeah, it was always <laughs> like, okay, uh, mm, three Sephiroths, I guess, this time. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Jackpot. Got three Sephiroths and I stopped and I petted a kitty. Yeah. What the fuck did I just do? <laughs> really good game, though. Really yeah. good. We yeah, got a... Uh, we got a PlayStation 5 VR announcement this week. <sighs> Talk about a colossal dick punch. Yeah. I knew, I knew with, it was going to be Lords. I knew. Oh, yeah, I didn't think yeah. it'd be more There's, than the system. There was no system. way that was going to be cheap. I didn't think it would be more than the console, but Well, but damn. PlayStation VR one was too yeah, when it, it first came that. out. It was oh, the was exact it? same price as this. They just bundled it all together. Like foolishly assuming anybody bought the move controllers ever for any reason. And then <laughs> foolishly thinking like, oh, yes, people just have PlayStation cameras laying around like it really was that much. Mm. But, you know, over time, I think I got it when it was bundled with Skyrim and it came with a camera and move controllers and it was like maybe $50 less. But Jesus. Uh, I, I don't think there's two things about it that I can say. Like, number one, the fact it isn't backwards compatible makes total sense because none of the tracking works the same way. Um, oh, so none of the PSVR one games will work on it? None of one, not without a big update, and that's like a what? big ask. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got okay. motion. It's got motion tracking in the headset, so it can't work on the light stuff anymore. So, so it doesn't. Have, imagine, does it still utilize the, the camera? Not like Beat Saber and Astrobot and stuff will probably port the Nova though, surely, I, or just I'd do new versions. So. Yeah, I'd imagine so. But, and I mean, like, but, if you look at Beats Waver, like, they made way more money off that game than they have any rate yes. to. So yes, <laughs> just yes. fucking port it from Quest, whatever. <laughs> so I, I haven't actually read up on it, um, but how does the tracking on it work? Is it not camera based? Oh, no, it's I, it is camera based. It's it's in the headset, though. It's got it's also so like got the built Quest. in eye tracking. Yeah, believe it or not, if you look at the MetaQuest that they announced last week for some reason, and I don't know why, because nobody's <laughs> going to buy that fucking thing, um, it's True. like it has literally one less camera than the MetaQuest. And in mm. other words, like it is the MetaQuest. 
Um, and it's selling for a thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know my, my take. Cause I have the, the original quest and that has the cameras in the headset and it's great because you can play it wherever, but I just, I hope that the tracking's better because I could never feel good playing Beat Saber on the Quest. It just didn't feel like sure. it was tracking things properly. Whereas on PlayStation or on the Oculus Rift where you had, it was capturing the whole room was was much better. So I hope that this really steps up. I saw some footage like one of the news outlets put out where you can, when you first put it on, you can like map out your space. Yep. So... I think it's mm-hmm. got kind kind of like similar to the quest where you can see like if you go near the boundaries it'll go like opaque so you can see yeah. what you're doing and yeah, which is I'm quite curi- cool. I mean, and it does come with like an OLED panel. It does come with controllers like the quest. And I mean, theoretically, if you, they can figure out a way to either hack it or if they just open source it to PC, it's better than the HTC Vive, mm. um, or the Index. I'm sorry, not the Vive. Um, oh, and beats it by 500 bucks. But again, you have to open up those APIs to make it work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious between now and February if they'll do any of that or if that'll be sort of incremental after the fact. I have don't, no doubt somebody will hack it to work. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't get me, me wrong. I love VR, but the, the price is way too much for me Like as an early adopter. And I, sure. I just don't... I Like, with the first VR, I found that... The games that came out for it weren't mainstream enough, so you didn't really hear about them. And then I didn't really know what was worth taking a punt on. Yep. Yeah. So the so, thing that I'll say about this, because I've had several people say, hey, do you think this is going to be worth it or should I just get the quest? It's like, I get that the quest is, it, it, it's popular, it's cheaper. However, it's still very much a single user experience. And yes. The I, I think PlayStation is throwing way more money into VR than any other company is because look how successful the original one was. There were some bangers on PSVR 1, some phenomenal... We probably list 25 games that are worth buying that system for because they're just phenomenal. But it also mm. incorporated other people into the experience as well, like Beat Saber. We've had yeah. countless nights. We're just throwing Beat Saber and it's up on the TV. You have the audio coming through the room and it's flawless and it's a it, it's a multi-user experience so people who've said oh i'm not gonna buy it. it's too expensive i'll just buy the quest 2 it's like okay but understand mm. that you're sacrificing that ability to include other people and whoever comes out and says oh well you can just stream it go ahead and try it it does yeah, not yeah, it does good, not work good luck it's crap and yeah uh, you're, you're not you know, going to get any of the playstation games and and yeah, and that ecosystem. That ecosystem. I, I hadn't considered the the single user versus you know if you have people over. I I think that's a good point. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like I, I have some really good memories, and obviously I'm a little bit biased because my first, you know, it, the, the first VR headset you ever put on is probably the one that you're like connect because it's because it's like that gaming memory. Like it's a core memory in gaming, right? The first yep. time you played yeah. VR. Um. Now, the first time I actually experienced VR was the very first Oculus Rift, which was like, it came out to like, like three feet out of your head. And I sat down and I did played a, like a, a roller coaster simulation and it, my stomach was like, you know, up and down. Like it was amazing. I couldn't believe how much my eyes were being so like, so tricked by this rudimentary like simulation. But then fast forward to, I mean, it really was Beat Saber, Moss, Astrobot, Blood and Truth, 
um, some of the like experiences, not just the games on PSVR, hot. like the ones where you can go down to the the deep sea, were just kind of cool. Like the couple bucks you can throw and like just yeah, you know, kids like it too. You know, like oh yeah, you can go and see the Titanic or whatever. I don't know. It's 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 a neat format, and uh, and then take it even further. You know, the the stuff that you have in um, uh, you know, the full body VR stuff, like out, you know, uh, Star Wars and whatnot. You know, it's such a cool medium to play with. I'm like, so I would have loved to do that. Do that. That would be so good. Oh, we had so much fun yeah, with that. It's insane. Yeah, I played uh, I played Boneworks seriously like hardcore in my oh. office with doors closed and window blinds drawn for like two <laughs> weeks when it came out um and i learned that will make you sick yep <laughs> oh man it's oh. a fun game but god damn motion sickness <laughs> so, is real because like, it's a full body vr experience like uh, this I, is i would honestly say with psvr like astrobot and beat server are two of the best games i've ever played in my life like yep. yeah i yeah, honestly, I th- I think they're mm. absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do next with Astrobot because surely they're going to do another VR entry for PSVR two. Oh yeah, mm. I would and like I to just see them do a Horizon at launch. Horizon I would like to just see them do an Astrobot yeah. platformer like Ratchet and Clank, just straight up. Yeah, I <sighs> that I one frustrates that well. me, right? Yeah. yeah, I like again. There's no reason not to keep Astrobot going. Yeah. I love that game. He's yeah. kind of their pseudo mascot now. Yeah. Well, and like run with it. <laughs> Go. I know. Give him, give him some personality. Give him a voice, perhaps. Or, or uh, Jesus, they could do so much with that. It's just such a beautiful game. And just just invent like forty more games that you could take people through yeah. and recreate Astrobot two with those. Yep. Like yeah. again, this is this seems like a no brainer to me, but they they seem to be fighting it. Yeah. So yeah. the VR conversation is kind of a good transition to our game of the week because uh, oh. <laughs> I played I played a portion Segway. of our game of the week. Segway. <laughs> I played a Didn't portion land. of our game of a week a game of the week in VR utilizing that aim controller that you got me, Tom. And oh hell yeah! Holy shit, that was freaking awesome. One of the better VR experiences. Um, but I'll get to that kind of towards the, the, the tail end. But uh, this this show, we played, finally, for some reason, Doom 3. Yeah. Yes, we did. A very unusual entry to the series. Tom, you didn't do Game of the Week. Uh, Cancel Game of the Week. Week. There we go. That's better. Coffee table. World premiere. <laughs> <laughs> load of shite <laughs> holy crap it's seven hundred dollars <laughs> so doom 3 came out in 2004 my senior year of high school um and i vividly remember when this came out because i looked at it and went well i don't have a computer strong enough to play that and yep. i yep. didn't i don't think i got to play it until I played a little bit of it at a buddy's house who had a computer strong enough to play it, and then I didn't get to actually play it till it was released on Xbox. Well, I got it for Xbox, and I remember vividly buying it from Game in the UK and not realizing that it was a survival horror game. And as we all know, I didn't really <laughs> like survival horror back in the day. So I got it home, and I booted it up, and I proceeded to poo my knickers for the next few days. Excellent. 
But I, uh, so you didn't yeah. play any of the original Dooms growing up. I don't think I did. Oh god. Oh. So I yeah, obviously it played Doom and Doom Two or whatever. Um, and I bought this one on PC. My PC just about ran it at like you know medium dog shit settings you know it was like right. it was not great but i could play it and uh i did not get very far um for reasons we'll probably get into around i think they did some, a lot of quality of life improvements to the some of these re-releases so it's yeah. just not being able to equip the um having to like unequip to have the flashlight and then switch back like that was kind of janky and it, I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be a sort of full-on survival horror aspect kind of See, thing. See, like and like yeah. down. like Dan said when we first introduced this here, it's it's such an odd entry to the series because I grew up playing Doom One and Two. I have really fond memories of sitting yeah. down with my dad and playing Doom, and you can still hear the the, the hardcore metal music and those. Yep the clicking noises of the certain monsters and how the, the sound the doors make and the shotgun yeah. pump. And it was iconic. Doom 2 took that to the next level. And then Doom 3 came out. And you're like, the fuck is this? Trying to be Half-Life. <laughs> certainly, yeah. yeah. Certainly in that start, that's the opening yeah. sequence. Those two games came out within a week of each other. Did they yeah. really? And I know that because I was working at Valve at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very, I was very interested in Doom um, and what it was doing. And when it came out, I remember, I think it was like my last week at, uh, that was just there consulting. Um, and I came back out of it and I went like, oh shit, Doom's better than Half-Life. And, you know, obviously that didn't work out over time. Like they're, they're both pretty sure. beloved franchises, but I remember mm-hmm. loading up Doom for the first time. And on, I, I had a, like a mega PC at the time. I think it was a, a whatever GeForce ridiculous four or whatever. Uh, but I remember booting it up for the first time and going like, holy shit, this is incredible. Because like this was one of the first games with actual mega textures. Yep. So like if you looked at a computer screen in the game, you could read it and like, uh, oh, man, it was just so good. Huh. But I think the thing that killed the experience at the beginning was, yeah, I get they were trying to make it a survival horror game. You're on the space station on Mars and shit's happening. And, and of course, things are going to be dark and, and dreary there. But. They almost went too far with it. Well, they did go too far with it because you had to have a flashlight and it was either a flashlight or a gun. It was never both. And apparently these, you know, society was advanced enough to get to Mars, build a base, open a portal to hell, but they couldn't put a light on a gun. But not to put a gun with a flashlight like a yeah, like any cop to it, yeah. like right. any cop, like well, any cop. Speak, was. Speaking of, speaking of taping things, to it, somebody actually after release modded it, and it was called the duct tape mod because yeah. it literally nope. duct taped the <laughs> flashlight onto the gun. That's amazing. But like, on so we've I've been playing the big FG edition. Yep, which is essentially like they've redone how the flashlight works, and you can toggle the left trigger to switch the flashlight on but it has the it has the worst battery oh my in the god history of mankind it lasts about 10 seconds then it dies for about five seconds then you have to wait for it to recharge and then you have to switch it back on again yeah, yeah, this, yeah. And this I, explains the electronic car revolution in a nutshell like oh you can have this and it's an electric car and it runs for 10 seconds I get they're trying to lean into the survival horror aspect because the game is genuinely scary when you're kind of navigating around. There's flickering red lights and and dim hallways and monsters popping out from random places. But see, Eric, you say that, mate, but like 
back in the day when I was a kid, yes, 100%, I was terrified of this game. And the thought of going back to it as an adult, I was even like, am I going to enjoy this? Because it's really scary. And this did not scare me in the slightest. No. No. Like, it just, because it, it becomes, it tries too hard to constantly scare you i think it's like you know when you go in a room if you pick up a health pack or something that one of those imp demons is going to spawn behind you you know like most rooms like something's going to spawn behind you or it's going to jump out of a little cabinet to the right it happens literally in like every room of the game <laughs> yep uh, just because uh, it's, yeah. yeah i think I, the other thing for me that was insanely disappointing about this game was when you think about the pantheon of video game guns at the top of that list is always the Doom shotgun. It's just one of the best guns ever put into video games. The shotgun in this game is probably one of the worst guns in all of video gaming. It's worthless. It takes forever to shoot. It's got a horrible accuracy, terrible range, and mm. it's just highly ineffective compared to all... Even the mod, like the, the reboot Dooms, that shotgun is amazing how did they mess it up yeah. so bad in this game yeah it, it, it i think <clears throat> i think that's fair because uh getting the shotgun is supposed in doom is supposed to be quite a big moment you know it, it's like oh okay we're we're, we're serious now i'm <laughs> in this game some stuff up. you know i've been rocking the pistol for the last you know 20 minutes but now now i got the big gun so so i now i can switch between two and and and, and be like figure out what i need for each each room but like and even in the reboot of course like they make an even bigger deal of it. They have to. They even they even uh, sync it to music at the in that opening sequence. If you remember when you're at, yep. when, you're, when you're coming down the red planet, um, but then this one, yeah, I have to admit it was a little. I felt a bit deflated when I got the shotgun. It wasn't doing much damage, and it was often like the secondary option for me. Like it, it was, I would choose the assault rifle over it every time. If I was out of ammo, I would go to my pistol before I went to the shotgun. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, yeah. I am the exact opposite of you. Like, I quite oh. like the shotgun. Mm. I would just run up to the demons and blast them straight in the face. It kills an imp with one shot. Easy peasy. <laughs> but you have to be in their face. All the other Doom yeah, shotguns, but, but you could because, be on the other side you, of the planet. Because they come in every single bloody room. You know they're going to spawn. <laughs> so you go in and you turn around and you go, oh, there he is. Boom, Boom. dead. <laughs> yeah. Next room. Boom, dead. Repeat. Until the end of the game. <laughs> Well, and to be fair, like the BFG edition uh, that they put out, and I think that came out like two or three years after Doom came out, mm. um, it did do some load balancing um, and some enemy balancing as well as like, hey, we're going to duct tape this fucking flashlight to the gun. So I almost wonder if that's it, because I do remember in the original or, you know, like the PC release that came out, the the, the shotgun was fairly effective, but the problem was ammo. Mm-hmm. You could not find fucking ammo for that thing anywhere. Uh. Um but I agree, like how they introduced it. It was just, it was hanging out on a guard. And yeah, like, yeah. no, no fanfare, no pomp and circumstance, right? Like, that was it. Like, oh, you got the shotgun. Congratulations. Now you're not shooting with the pecker pistol, you know? See, I, I think the. I think the assault rifle is pathetic on this game. It just has no punch. It just sounds like you go... Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, I was going to say yeah. is that Doom is, is usually pretty iconic for its audio. Uh, just at sound design in general, not just with the atmosphere, but also within the weapons. All of the weapons in this one just didn't sound good. Yeah. Well, they, well, they, they don't. They yeah. don't have oomph. They don't right. have any punch to them. It's kind of even like just the, the trajectory of the bullets and stuff. Like the pulse rifle is really good if you can master it, but like the, it's so slow. Yeah. 
No, the sound sound part could also be kind of annoying because I was getting the same radio message constantly for about 30 minutes in that game. Oh, my fucking God. And can we talk about the data disks that you pick up that play in the background? That just, like, you're trying to kill, like, the legions of hell, and he's talking to you about, like, what the code for the bathroom door is. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Please stop this audio. (laughs) Can we all lament about the the lockers for a second? Because... The first, there, there's a few of those those PDAs that you pick up and you play, and it's like, okay, well, I left some ammunition in, in, in the locker here, and here's the code. There's like 70 lockers in the game, and I picked up almost all the PDA discs and only was able to get codes for about five. Well, come yeah. to find out, all of those PDAs also have emails, but yeah. you have to go into your yep, menu and yep. go to the emails and read everything, and that's where it's, the codes for everything else are. It's the audio log ones that I can't stand, though, because it takes so long to get to the code, and you have to listen to all the rest of the shite. So he's like, I went in the toilet, and I stuck the bug brush up my ass, and then the, the, then I changed the door code to 992. And then you get back to that locker, and it's, motherfucker, was it 992 or 9292? I like the audio logs. I mean, the fact that you could play the audio log as you were walking around, and you weren't locked into place to listen to it, I enjoy that, because it, it added to the lore of the game yeah it did, it did but at the same time <laughs> with audio logs in games right i have a problem with this because particularly in games of this era because they didn't program it so that the audio log would stop when somebody else is talking yeah. to you so you've got <laughs> said guy talking about shoving a bug brush up his ass while the the commander guy is going marine get yourself to the, the communications dish <laughs> oh yeah he it's was not so, ha- he was so aggressive all the time yeah <laughs> Well, he's got a serious <laughs> operation to run. The first like oh, four God. hours of the game, you're trying to catch up with Bravo team. And it's like, hey, how about you just tell them to stop? Like, wait for me. <laughs> it, yes, yeah. I know. I know. Um, I think that one thing that Itso has, in, has really learned from this game was going back to the previous teams and seeing what made it, what worked. And what really did work was speed. Like, yeah, team yeah. was just all about like, blitzing through rooms and corridors just shoot jump open the door like it's just it's it's so high octane you know what i mean like that 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 is just what doom is to me for being a, um, a highly trained space marine your stamina very low uh, yeah and that it's, just it's, is it's not basically what this game the same is. as the flashlight battery life there they was sl- <laughs> and they slowed it right down and with purpose too with the whole flashlight thing yeah they slowed they it right down there was um, one room. And if you go back and look at the, uh, you know, like it's not helped by the character models. I, I, mm. I the Doom still has an award in my head that says like you have produced the most unhuman looking humans on the face of the earth. And like the whoever the fuck the Marine is that turns into the big thing at the end. Like he, he is your character model with slightly grayer hair. Yeah. Like that's it. And like I remember playing the first time and being confused. Like did I just turn into this thing? <laughs> What? <laughs> they do all look the same. You're right. And I, I remember and all pointy heads. <laughs> there's certain cutscenes where you actually see like Doom Guy, who's not like voiced or again, yeah. like, but you don't really see Doom Guy very often. But he's like, he's the most generic, fugly looking character they could have created. Agreed. When did they introduce well, again, the Doom Guy like, helmet? I find it, I find it funny that they took this Doom Guy. And he is the basis for the model for the new characters, right? Like, that's the only thing from Doom 3 that carried into the reboots is this guy is the actual, like, okay, well, this is Doom guy now. Um, 
But yeah, like I remember watching that opening cutscene and thinking like, "Ooh, we need to learn the word tessellation." Like that head is very pointy. <laughs> <laughs> to to the point about the stamina, there was one room where I I couldn't figure it out. I just physically could not make the jump. I think I died 20 times trying to make a jump and then I remembered, "Oh yeah, I can sprint." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and why is there a sprint button in the Doom game? Yeah, just make me sprint yeah, all the time. Just exactly. I need to sprint all the time. Can I lock this? But the the yeah. the flow. The other thing that kind of I still think this game is fantastic. Like I don't want any of my comments to come across as disparaging or think it's not phenomenal. But one of the shortcomings of this game is that I can't really decide what it is. The first three to four hours of the game is you just going through and doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over, trying to find Bravo Squad. And then you get to the point where it's like, oh, now I'm going to go to hell and this is fucking great. And you make it through hell and it's really cool. And like, okay, this is doom. And then the tail end of the game is traditional doom. Well, the first half is it's kind of doom, but it's also kind of not doom. And it's some survival horror and we don't really know what the fuck it is. So they get to the end and they're like, all right, let's just do doom. It's like, had they done the whole game like the last Mm. half, it would have been so much better. Well, and look yeah. at the time period for it, too, right? Like, it's coming out uh, amidst, like, Resident Evil 4 and all of these games that are trying to be ultra scary. And I felt like, you know, like, the first, th- to your point, like, three or four hours of it are, like, Resident Spiegel. Like, that's your name is Lemmy Spiegelston. And you're crawling <laughs> through all of the hallways and the lockers and all of that. And then it just, like, at some point, Spiegel goes, like, fuck this, I'm killing everything. And then you get to the actual end of the game. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I can't believe that there was a 12-year gap in the Doom franchise between Doom 4 and the reboot. Did you guys realize there's that much time? Oh, between Doom 3 and the reboot? Yeah, there was a there was a fourth game okay, that yeah. was supposed to come out that was canceled. Yep, I do remember that was I do remember that. But yeah. Did that become Resurrection of Evil? Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm curious about that. I started Resurrection of Evil, um, but again, fell victim to that. Well, I've seen the credits. Like, why am I still playing? (laughs) (laughs) But I was at my local game shop and they had uh, Doom 3 VR edition for $5. Like, I have to take a punt on this. Especially on the back, it said I could use the AIM controller, which Tom got me for Christmas one year with Bravo Fireteam Bravo or whatever. And that controller is so cool. Um, I don't, do you guys have that one, the the PS4 VR AIM yes, controller? Yes, and I believe that, I've used it for exactly uh, one game. Farpoint? Yep. Was it Firewall or whatever it's called? It was Farpoint, yeah. Uh, yeah I think Farpoint. I tried, um, what's it, Zero, Zero Hour or something? Yeah, Firewall. The, uh, Firewall the, um, that's the what it was, game. not Bravo Fireteam. Zero yeah. Wall was great. Uh, no, I never tried. I never used one. They look cool there. So this was one, Farpoint the one with the spiders. Yep. Yes, I, I can't okay. do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I get it's it. All. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so this one was really, really well done. I was shocked at how well it played because you could do um, incremental movements where you, you move it like 15 degree angles but, or you can just do straight up FPS controls because it's got two joysticks on the on the controller and you can just move around like normal. Oh. But the accuracy 
so much better. So you've got all the enemies coming towards you and you just pull your pistol out and turn around behind you and shoot them in the head and pick stuff up. Oh, it's and super, uh, the aim controller nice. is like massively underutilized for VR because it is so cool when it works well. Like, And it works. My first experience of VR, like Tom, you were talking about yours before, was when we were all in London and you put me on, you tried to put me on until dawn, rush of blood. And I went, oh, nope. Yeah. And and I tried Farpoint with the aim controller, and that was my first experience of VR. And I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's really, it's really, really. Good. I, I need to get back into VR, man. <laughs> yeah. I would I say played on it for months. Me too. I would say that yeah. that Doom Three VR is one of the cooler VR experiences that I've had. Have you tried um, Doom Doom VR? Is it Doom VR? Doom VFR. 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 Oh, yeah. Have you tried that? Yeah. I have not, but I should. I think that uses him. I have it, but it's sealed, and that would mean I'd have to open it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we were talking about the lockers before. Yeah. So did you say some of them, like, had, like, kind of a Martian buddy thing on, and you couldn't open them? No. Like, it said free stuff, and then had Martian buddy. So it turns out that that was actually, you were meant to go on a website called martianbuddy.com, and it would give you the code to open those lockers. What? Like a real life website. Because nice. there's loads of them like that. that I didn't open as part of the game. Yeah. It's Is on the back of the CD still case. <laughs> MartianBuddy.com. It is apparently not. Oh, yeah, no yep, it takes you to Slayer's anymore. Club Bethesda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, 401 no redirects. Chance that works. Jeez. You have to go on the Wayback Machine for that one. Oh, yeah. I love the Wayback Machine. Um,. Did you guys do any of the DLC? The the lost was it the lost mission and no. resurrection of no, people? No, Eric, I didn't do any of the DLC. You know why? Because this did... podcast was meant to start an hour later, and I was about to finish Doom Three's <laughs> campaign, and you've ruined it. Listen, listen. listen. Ta- I, time, I timed it hard. down to the wire. I knew I would be done in time for this podcast, and then listen. you messages and went, "Oh, where you at?" Listen, let me give you some jazz hands here for this. Listen. We talked about this. I said it would be at 8 o'clock central. You're five hours ahead. It's not my problem I can't count to five. <laughs> I told you 2 p.m. You should have been like, hey, Eric, 8 o'clock <laughs> to 2 o'clock, that's six, not five. You know that math ain't my strong suit. It's not mine either. <laughs> Just clocks in general. Listen, if Tom can make it on time, you can make it on time. <laughs> burn <laughs> no, well i normally am and i give myself ample time to get ready and things like that and i had to rush and so i'm gonna awful. revel in the I fact i don't even see the dinosaur curtains no i not <laughs> the dinosaur curtains are no more my friend i've got a new house oh shit <laughs> that's it to the store i'm buying dinosaur curtains today <laughs> i'm gonna revel in the fact that i beat this game and you didn't yeah are you gonna go I'm finish not, it though yeah i'm not i'm not happy about that it's neat i like the ending i mean <laughs> The final yeah. boss was really fun. I've saved up all my BFGs so I can just kill them really easily. I couldn't figure out how to use the BFG initially because when it, you pick it up, I just went, yeah, skip, whatever. I don't want to read how to use it. And I blew myself up several times because <laughs> you charge it. And if you hold it too long, it kills you and everything around you. Skip. That's the whole point of firearms. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what you, I, like, I'll, I'll, I, I didn't hate this game, but I found it very samey. Like, very. Yeah, I, I, you get to a certain point about four hours in, you're like, right, I'm going to go in this room and some more demons are going to spawn and I'm going to have to shoot them. And I'm going to have to go over there and press that button. 
Uh, it's just it repeats over and over again but like there were certain bits where it introduced kind of very rudimentary platforming or puzzles which which was mm. exceptionally frustrating yeah <laughs> like the bit where you had to move the gas canisters out of the room oh yeah i, I think they just for, for 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 what it was going for which i which felt survival horror horror was just an overuse of the same like enemies and stuff. Like you knew, like Dan said, every time you walked into a room that something was going to materialize out of nothing. It was the same monster that, you know, the ones that cr- kind of crawl onto the walls or whatever. And it was like, like there were some cool enemies and I just wish they'd been used a bit more sparingly. Well, yeah. do I wish that or do I wish they'd just gone full doom and made it fast paced and put us, yeah. put, fill the room yeah. with enemies. Let's go for it. Like give me all the pickups, armor shards, bring it all back to the way it was. I, I don't know. It, I just don't know. I feel like the game's direction just got a little bit lost. If they if they say, if you're saying, cause I didn't get to the bit that you're referencing Eric, where that you said that it basically went full doom in the, in the latter third or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't. Yeah. It, it clearly, it didn't really know what it was doing. I get it. It's always a little bit suspicious when you see that games um, do that a little bit like, you know, FF FF thirteen felt like a, a corridor right up until the final hour, and then suddenly they open up this world, and they this is the game where it really it really comes together. It's like this is what it should have been. It, yeah, it feels like the game is built when when a game is like that. It feels like it's built like in sequence, and they're figuring it out as they go. Almost like maybe there was not enough pre production. I, I don't know. It, 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 I, I'm always interested to know like what the uh, well, behind the curtain how those decisions come to be. Yeah. One. Well, Doom 3 was a John Carmack game, right? Like, that was the last mm. time he was involved with it. Mm. So I'd imagine it's probably the case of, like, somebody trying to make a change in something that yeah. they don't have any 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 way to comprehend, right? Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you get too close to something, if you develop something for too long, like, you should not make another one. You're just going to make an extension of what you've done before. Right, right, right. This is an interesting point, actually. So the game was originally not meant to be made and john carmack like basically threatened to leave unless they made a new doom oh yeah. wow huh uh, wow yeah. oh and then and then he would go on to leave anyway <laughs> oh, <shit's> <laughs> fuck this shit <laughs> i'm going to facebook oh fuck them too i'll just drive around my ferrari <laughs> <laughs> no, this game had interestingly like this game on pc the original version not the bfg edition not whatever was patched later had an extra texture pack in it and it was super high res for the time. And by that, I mean, it was like 16 meg textures, uh, but mm. actually did fundamentally make the game look better. Um, but I had to scrape and like hunt through my many, many drawers and boxes to find the disc to put it on. Apparently that's the only way you can play it now. Oh, pain in the dick too, because I don't actually have a CD drive on my PC anymore. That was fun. <laughs> so obviously this, this game is meant to be survival horror. So which of the enemies did you guys find were freaky? Oh my God. The, the little gnat baby flying things. They didn't bother me, but the horrible spiders didn't like them. Yeah. I wasn't scared. They were games. just annoying as shit. What? Oh, I like the, I like the pinky demon. What's that? Pinky is the pink one that comes out of uh, the mirror. He's the big reveal and like the mirrored shot where you're looking behind you. And mm. for some reason, you're in a bathroom and then he just shows up out of the middle of nowhere. It's terrifying. Uh, but then when you put 50 of them in a level, <laughs> I always like, like slightly flying, less terrifying. <laughs> the flying skulls are always one of my favorites, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pinky's like the one that looks a bit like a dog with the metal on its back end. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the imps which weren't terrifying at all. I thought they like they're just like proper like the kind of punts about a bit with the little hands up and they're like <laughs> just start throwing fireballs at you. <laughs> yeah, but they are annoying as fuck to listen to. Oh yeah. So you know, if you offset, you know, not visually scary, but also annoying as fuck to listen to, that makes a perfect game. <laughs> We've got a ton of questions for us about these. So oh dear god, yeah, like quite a few. So if you want to uh, join the discussion, factory seal or facebook.com slash group slash factory seal podcast, or we have our Discord group. Um, let's see, Dan, you want to go through some of the questions? No, no, oh. I don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, well, you put one out yesterday. You're looking at the original one, or you're looking. At I was going to go through one? the original one and then my the one I put out. So, right, if you've got the original one, because I've got the new one. Okay. Uh, so Josh Bernstein writes, "Yo, I've got a question. I just dropped like a bazillion hours into Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch, and prior to that, uh, Final Fantasy Twelve. I found that I really like RPGs that auto battle, but have the option to fight manually. Do you fellas have any recommendations for these types of RPGs? Thanks. Final Fantasy Twelve. You just said that." I know, but that's my recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Auto-battle? Auto battle? Yeah, I don't fi- think I know of any others. 12 is the best one that I've played. And I didn't yeah, like you can, that. You can automate some stuff in games, but usually it's not an auto-battle. 13, you can kind of, but you still have to manage your main character. Isn't Nino Kuni like this? A little mm-hmm. kind of auto-y? The original I one. It con- I think it your party is auto control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't. I. I don't know. I honestly can't think of any. I had not played Dragon Quest Eleven. I'd like to, but I. Uh, I didn't realize that had an auto aspect to it. I thought that was yep. classic, like very classic with turn based and whatnot. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've, Props I don't, for I dropping guess. hundreds of hours into it, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> I need. Yeah. I need to play Dragon Quest Eleven. I. I like Apparently how you can fantastic. flip between the 3D and the, the old school top-down version on the fly. Yeah, yeah. It's supposedly brilliant. It's very, it knows what it is. It's just like, we are a, just a bread and butter traditional JRPG. Like, go save the world generic yeah. thing, you know. But it does it really well and people love it. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Uh, Hesley writes with Hesley Hattie with God of War Ragnarok coming out. Sources say that it will make the PS4 run like a jet engine. Do you think it's time to just focus on current gen, or it's going to be like this moving forward? The problem is, is that the uh, it's so difficult still to to get a PS5, yes. and there are still way yeah. way more PS4s out in the wild than PS5. So they 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 have to still support that console i mean they would be anyway even if the ps5 was readily available but even more so now due to supply issues that's my my kind of feeling i usually give it a about a two-year window buffer for transitioning over and we're kind of at that so i i think we should just start focusing on moving forward because we have this conversation every time a new generation comes out the games that come out in that that cross-generation window are Yes, they're better than the previous generation counterpart, but they're also slightly hindered because they do still have to cater to that previous generation. So if we were to just really like cut the ties and tell the developers, hey, go forward, push this yeah, shit to the limit. But there would so, made no business sense if you've got 100 million exactly. PS4s out there, right? Yeah. It's, well, look, uh, at, look at God of War Ragnarok, right? So Digital Foundry, you know, you guys know Digital Foundry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So they've 
they literally put out an article this week entitled God of War Ragnarok on PS5 is like a maxed out PC port with flawless performance. So even yeah. though that's been co-developed for PS4 and PS5, they have put in so much into the PS5 version. Oh, I can't well, wait. And I think there's there's room for a happy mix, right? Because like if you could say that, Eric, you could say like, hey, let's just go ahead and move on. But then you got to be ready for 30 frames a second games. Yep. And lots mm. of them, because like Arkham Knight, there or Arkham, uh, whatever Gotham the fuck Knights. it is, the one that Dan bought, Gotham Knights, <laughs> Gotham Knights, um, is you know a current gen only game, but it's thirty frames a second, and there is no way to increase that uh, because our CPU limit has been reached. So I, you know, I think there's room for both of them, but I, I'd also add in not just supply issues. I think the pandemic is really still affecting uh, video game production and yeah. not in a bad way, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not bad. It's just very different now to make a game mm-hmm. um, and expect people to show up to make it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, even if the supply issues were fixed, that's still a lot of money for a lot of people for, for that console. At, at, yeah. at its current price point um and it's it's went up as well uh, yeah yeah um and Which people who like played never to be fair, happens normally yeah and, yeah and given that it's a direct sequel to the original uh nice to be able to bring on bring on the the rest of the player base to play the sequel um but plus, a, plus yeah. 120 frames a second mode fuck yeah I really I know. Want Holy that. shit. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have a VRR display. I am ready. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, Dan, you have the, the new one up? I do. Uh, so you asked for suggestions for games on this one as well. Would you like to wait for them until later? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kyle Gatelli, how awesome is the music in Doom? I think as a franchise, the music gets slept on. Now, with that, I would disagree because I think the particularly Doom Eternal and Doom Reboot, oh. Uh, oh. that music was all over the place. So oh man, good. I fucking love the reboot uh, music yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. It's it's so, I work to it sometimes. It is just like it's yeah. hardcore. It is so good. Oh man, Dan, I I, yeah. I disagree with you there, mate. Uh, Doom three, no, I can't. Yeah. I no, Dan was saying it's good. Don't disagree with me. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> it's your opinion now dan <laughs> fuck you dan how dare you say this is i mean shit. he phrased it weird he's like that music is all on you he's like that music's all over the place making it sound like it's like good bad good bad good bad well so what uh trent resner the nine inch nails guys did doom 3 and then everybody oh. else did dooms 2016 and eternal so i mean like i think it's a good mix um I, I there's mm. not a ton of music in Doom Three, but what's there is good. Mm. Um, but I I agree, like everything that you can do to make Doom more over the top and just like metal crunchy is better. I need yeah. to go finish Doom. I Eternal. mean, just a heavy metal soundtrack with that yeah. kind of fast paced game just is a marriage made in heaven. It's like yeah. they just go really well together. There's a game on Game Pass at the moment called as a Metal Hell Slinger or something, which is kind of like Doom, but it's also a rhythm based FPS. On which uh, which console? It's on Game Pass. Oh, um, that thing where you don't in the games when you just download. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so I bought uh, BPM bullets per minute, thinking that game oh, would be yeah. fantastic. It's not. Nah, that's a shame. Because you you uh, have to shoot in time with the music, and it's I just. Tell, I tell you what, if you want a good rhythm based uh, gun game in VR, Pistol Whip is your friend. 
Oh, yeah. Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip on PSVR. Yeah. Or I'm sure it's on other platforms too. Don't make me buy PSVR games again. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly don't have the room in my house. I can't play them anymore. (laughs) Um, Mark Marcheski is asking, is there any other series you wish took a step into a horror style game? Uh, yes, no one can stop Mr. Domino. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to say Mr. Mosquito, but yeah. Where <laughs> you just get malaria and die. <laughs> Mr. Mosquito. <laughs> I fucking love Mr. Mosquito. That game is a foot fetish simulator. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> More than we ever wanted to know about you, Zach. Hey, you asked the question, I answer. No, I don't think we did. <laughs> <laughs> Games that could um, have been horror hmm. uh, Final Fantasy and Zelda there you go right there <laughs> I don't know if there's anything tick mark for the show <laughs> I don't think it would transition well to take other franchises and be like hey let's do horror now well, like Call of, well, Ju- Call of Duty did zombies for example that worked really well yeah hmm. yeah it's it's funny because it's hard to take horror and apply it to a whole game, but so many games have a horror like level or an element to it. Yeah. yeah. Like that. It's Half-Li- hard to back Half-Life, away from that. Half-Life two, for example, which is, it's kind of an FPS, but when you get to Ravenholm, that's straight up survival horror. Yeah, it's true. How about, yeah, yeah, yeah. how about harvest? Moon? Oh yeah. That'd be a great horror game. Harvest moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mario? It just goes down a really dark path. But it's yeah. Stardew Valley maybe as a horror um you know times are tough that kind of horror <laughs> financial insecurity <laughs> we're not talking survival horror like mutants and monsters and aliens yeah. it's just the crushing <laughs> reality of life yeah <laughs> that's my existential horror comes to sturdy valley <laughs> that's my real terror <laughs> default you know mortgage payments so next question is from Garrett Hangen who I don't think I've seen before so welcome to the show hello Garrett what games what games freaked you guys out when you were growing up for understandable or even irrational reasons original Silent Hill I vividly remember the day that I bought that my stepbrother took me to Best Buy we saw that game he's like let's buy that so we went home and played it at night and we both ended up having to turn it off once we got to the school and it flipped over and we're like this no we can't play this at night it's just too terrifying <laughs> the Silent it took Hill? Us, yeah the original yeah. it took us months to beat that game yep um i think i've told it on the told the story on the show before but to summarize uh the silent hill demo that came with metal gear solid mm. um oh yeah uh, my mom ended up hiding that because i Played it, and then I told my mom about it, and that I couldn't sleep. And she said, "Well, that's that then." I'm taking <laughs> the disc because I it was too much. It was too much. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I'm gonna go down the irrational route, which is Echo the Dolphin. That game scared the shit what? out of me when I was. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's yeah I understand that. It, the the, the music, the atmosphere, the, yeah. the enemy types, the the weird aliens that get introduced near the end. Man, it's terrible. I'm honestly, to this day, I'm still got a fear of like deep water, and I think it's because of Echo the Dolphin. 
Interesting. I've that's the first time yeah. I've ever heard anybody say that game was scary. Oh, it's it, a creepy it, game, it, man. You think it's a nice cutesy game about a dolphin, and then before you know it, you jump up in the air and all his mates get nicked by a storm and then Yeah, and it's also sound, right? Like the little yeah. sounds that they make and stuff. It's kind of plays with your mind. It's eerie, it's it's unfamiliar. I think they captured deep sea really well, right? It's something that's super unfamiliar to us because it's like this Oh yeah, whole they world really did, but it's awful. Yeah. Um it doesn't always have to be visually impactful to be scary. There can be some some other weirdness that can that can trigger you. There was also there was also like this is a completely irrational one again, but there was a just this was just because it was janky. Tomb Raider: The Angel of Darkness was the first time that I ever saw like when you when a camera pans inside a character's head and you see their <laughs> eye textures. Oh and, yeah. And it kept happening all the time, and it freaked the shit out of me when I was playing that game. It was absolutely horrendous. I just oh, I always remember that as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll go backwards in time and say that a lot of the games that came out of the Atari 2600 generation um, really required you to have a lot of imagination, and Haunted House for Atari 2600 freaked me the fuck out uh, because mm-hmm. it's just like a bunch of little eyeballs floating around and other sort of uh you know incongruous elements of it just i i don't know something about it creeped me out when i was a kid the the irrationally yeah the first game that ever terrified me was a game on the amstrad cpc called chucky egg um oh, chucky, egg. Chucky, uh, chucky egg uh when you get to the last level in chucky egg the large yellow bird that's caged in the corner of the whole game is freed and starts to fly around the level and it's and my brother once locked me in a the bedroom after getting to the last level because he knew it terrified me and i'm pulling at the door and the bird behind me is flying around it sounds so ridiculous right this freaking eight bit yeah. bird but i just thought it was terrifying because he was always in the cage he was always you were always protected away from him um man yeah this <laughs> horror is interesting <laughs> psychological horror well and it's uh, all about your your like perspective of time right exactly. like i was i was scared by stuff when i was a kid but that's because i allowed it in if i played like custer's last stand today yeah. i would be terrified but for totally different reasons yeah like- yeah <laughs> so i mean i filled my brother extensively for all the therapy even but you know we're good now yeah. <laughs> uh let's see the the next one was from peter douglas and <laughs> I think there's a typo in this one. I think he stood up purpose. Yeah, it's 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 maybe it's a autocorrect or a a subtle uh, Freudian slip here. But he says, "Question: Do you gents prefer the flashlight to be taped to the gun or separate? Would the demons be more intimidated if it was pointed at them at all times?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if a flashlight was pointed at a demon at all time, and that meant I was holding it. Uh, that means different things for me. <laughs> I mean, suddenly I'm a bit too involved in this exchange. Now, if it's on a shotgun, that means something totally different too. <laughs> I think the better option is to mount it to the bottom of your machine gun that you hip fire, but you mount it facing you. Oh, fair oh. enough. And then Good you shout. just Good shout. Good pull the trigger and let the recoil... Hmm. do the work yeah jesus christ can you imagine the recall when you set off the bfg (laughs) (laughs) it just blows through you gets the three people behind you as well (laughs) get to heaven how did you die the fleshlight went through three other men and went through my head 
<laughs> Do you mean just wrap that all up no, into stupidly? No, no I died stupidly. Matt Ernie, any emulation software that could allow multiple people to play together online? Example, Secret of Mana playing one game with three players online. Dan, you and I have done this, well, and Tom, we've done this extensively through different emulators like ZSNES um, or... Mm. I'm drawing a blank on the Sega one that we did, but you can do it with ZSNES. It's not easy. And then you need a a, a secondary program called Hamachi Logmian, and you create some... I, I don't remember the specifics of it, but there are some pretty in-depth tutorials. You need a very specific version of ZSNES. You all have to have the exact same version of ZSNES down to like the, the very last note. Like everything yeah. has to match. You have to have the exact same ROM file. Even if it's like, oh, just go to the website and download Secret of Mana ROM. If it's not the exact same one, they won't connect. So, yeah, you may even have to have like a certain port open or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, like, I, me- I remember yeah. being new, Eric took a good hour and a half to get it working, but we were ecstatic when we got it working. And, and that actually led to the legendary Batman Forever video. Yeah. It's it's worth the effort. Um, yeah, you have to go into your router and turn off like DMZ, open up port 84 or some BS like that. But that was you, back in the day when I had shit into there as well. So yeah, it still worked. Yeah, we had a ton of fun. So yeah, you can do it. It's just cumbersome. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Weevil wants to know, did you guys play this Doom game on a pregnancy test, a Milky Way or the MacBook t- Touch Bar? Which one if you had to choose? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know right. uh actually you can somebody got doom running on uh notepad i think i sent you guys the video yeah yeah like it's actually ridic- on it's, actu- it's actually ridiculous yeah. like fr- it's been running on fridges and yeah like somebody got somebody it running did, on in the in the build-up to this halloween people were saying like um make sure you um you check your candy bars because kids are finding doom inside them <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> somebody got it running on a McDonald's cash register. It just compiles so well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really um, well designed game. For reference, I I played mine on Switch. <laughs> uh, Not a game, game Pass, S- Xbox, Xbox Series X for me. Yeah, very nice. Series X. Same. Uh, he also wants to know what smartphone or touchscreen device have you spent the most time gaming on, and what was the game you played the most on it? Uh, iPad and Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Um, Does it have to be a smartphone? Does the Nokia 3210 count with Snake? I, <laughs> what's, what's I had a time moment where that? I was super into Clash of Clans on the, uh, on the yes! Android device. Yeah. That game was great. Yeah. yeah. That was a um, time suck. It really was. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but I actually also played through the entirety of Max Payne on an iPhone 5, which, oh is, which is ridiculous. But yeah, um, I, uh, which, they, they, it's kind of cool that Rockstar brought a lot of their titles to uh, mobile devices because uh, somebody recently got um, an Android, an APK wrapper to work on the Vita. So you can now play ooh. San Andreas, GTA 3, Vice City, Max Payne, Bully, Manhunt on the vita and they run runs perfectly i remember when they released grand theft auto 3 on android i had the old samsung galaxy s2 oh my god and it ran on there but damn my phone got hot and i I attribute that to my battery bulging and having to get a new phone oh yeah what was the uh 
Yeah, that's the era of eras. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's the whole we can do it, but we never stop to ask ourselves if we really should. Yeah. Um I think you can now play I think uh, Square Enix have quite a quite a library on there too. Uh, yeah. they have all the Final Fantasies up to nine. Yep. Yeah. Throw ten on there and I'd be happy. Oh god. Hesley <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Hesley so. Hadi is has another question. I've been playing through the entire Game Boy Color collection and I found that these games suck unless it's made by Nintendo. But the animations <laughs> on some games are so fluid. Do you guys ever go back to play older retro games, 8-bit, 16-bit, or is there not much to talk about? I think he hit it with that. Um, there are some really great 8- and 16-bit games to play, but we found that they just really kind of struggle to carry a show. Mm. Yeah, it depends. It depends we, kind of yeah. Have to, we kind of have to do a few of them. Right. Mm. Yeah. I, I I love my NES and you know my Sega Master System games, but I, I can't imagine talking about one for more than 20 minutes right yeah. that's not a fantasy star because that yeah. game is the shit but that's it yeah but we yeah. just cut out the rest with dick jokes so yeah it's fair <laughs> true <Yeah>. that <laughs> and that my good people is it for questions for this week we need to figure out what we're playing next we're playing half-life 2 i believe are we oh right. let's do it yeah, yeah it was the idea was floated but god of war is coming out Oh, but we yeah we oh. do it monthly. Half Life Two is not that long. It's not very long. No, not if you don't play the expansions. Yeah, we're just gonna play the main game. And I, I somebody had made the suggestion of like, hey, why not play a God of War game? It's like I don't. Eh, that's a lot of God of War. <laughs> Half Life Two. We played God of War, the first one. I don't think we have. I think we have. Yeah, those yeah, PS2 you played the God first of one. Wars weren't oh. popular in the UK. God of War wasn't really very popular. Uh, Half-Life 2 is about States. 13 hours. Some of the other suggestions yeah. that we got from people I, I think are worth worth reading off because they may be pertinent to later games we play. Ooh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, Tori. That's a spicy meatball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, why is that game still only stuck on the PS3? I know. Right. That is Cell criminal. architecture. Cell architecture yep. is going to lock a lot of those games away. Yeah, it needs to be remade. I mean, we could do a, a, a pair-up episode of Nobody Can Stop Mr. Domino and Cool Spot Goes to Hollywood. Do a two for... Hazel Tyson screeching with delight if that happened. <laughs> um, James Jones recommended Viva Pinata. Have you guys ever played that? No. Long time ago. It is a really... Odd game, yeah. You, it is. you basic. It's like Harvest Moon style, where you farm pinatas. It's just odd. It's on Game Pass. Um, Didn't, oh, yeah. I play with maracas. It's so weird. <laughs> I swear to you. I swear to God, that game came with maracas. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh I think yeah, we, yeah. yeah. I think I have those maracas. Back in the age when <laughs> they would send some weird shit with games, like <laughs> didn't Rockstar get hit with uh, a cease and desist because with Mafia they were sending out brass knuckles and it yep. went against like yeah. a federal law where you can't ship yeah. weapons through the mail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another oh, win, dude. Rockstar. I mean, understandable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lee Smith or, yeah. or Smythe recommended Super Mario Land 2, which funny enough, I'm actually playing through right now. That's kind of become my just... 
palette cleanser that I'm burning through on my... I'm actually playing it on the old DMG. Nice. I love that game. Um, now this, the, this is this is a good one. Santos Lopez, Lord of the Rings, the Third Age. That game is great. I think okay. we need to put that on the list for next year. That's a long game. That's like 22 hours. Is it PS2? Mm-hmm. PS2, Xbox. Xbox. Also now, GameCube, I believe. Is that an ARPG? What kind of, like the, the it's trilogy It's a traditional games? turn-based RPG. Oh, it's turn-based. I didn't what? know that. It's basically Final Fantasy X with a Lord of the Rings skin. Yep. Damn. I've never heard of this game. Good oh, it's game. so good. It's it's like, it kind of, you're a party who is basically following the main characters of the game, and you're oh. just behind them at all times. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, like, they've just ran away from the Balrog, and then you fight the Balrog. Oh. It looks great. That's it's, cool. It's really good, and it has a really interesting spin-off mode, which you unlock as you go on, where it's called Evil Mode, and you play as enemies, and then you can mm. fight your characters to unlock better weaponry. It's really cool. It was Did also in guys... Game Boy Advance. Was it? Did you guys play <laughs> yeah. the trilogy games on PS2 and Xbox? Which oh yeah, trilogy? never played the, the Lord of the Rings, Rings trilogy games. They yeah. were really good. Oh like, god, Return yes, Gimli with his pancake face and everything, brilliant. I uh, have such fond memories of playing co-op of them games. They're they so good. Brilliant. Like they had no business being as good as they were. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the old Star Wars games. Like some of those are amazing. Yeah. Revenge, Revenge of the Sith in particular is brilliant. Yeah. Well, to your point and about the the Game Boy Advance, um, the two towers on Game Boy Advance is phenomenal. Yeah, the Two Towers is the one I did play on PS2 because it was like an action, mm-hmm. action adventure game. I think um, Return Return of the King on PS2 is like phenomenal. It's so yeah. good. Um, what was good the, on Xbox too? What was the Lord I just of the Rings that for somebody um, <laughs> RTS game? What was that one? An RTS War for Middle Earth or something? Battle for Middle Earth. Battle for Middle Earth. Yeah, is so that what it was? To that effect. Yeah, that was actually pretty good too. Uh, I like the Shadow of War games. It's a shame they've kind of been killed off now. I didn't play the second one, but the first one was great. Phil Hmm. Gartza, no, Julian Santuki recommended some Kid Chameleon for the Mega Drive. It's a good game. But again, those kind of games don't necessarily sustain the entire show. I'm not going to say no, but... Phil Gartside's recommending Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. I just played through oh. that. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Great I, game. Yeah. I really liked that game. I, I, really I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also suggests Prey 20, or 2006. Surprisingly, oh. that is an amazing game. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that it's was totally overshadowed title. by the new Prey's. That's a launch I'm, title for the 360. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to play. I, I'm, I want to play through Prey, the reboot. Um, on Game Pass because that uh, looks like my jam. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Lawfrey, any Max Payne, Legacy Kane, Mystic Quest. That's been recommended a number of times. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How long is that I, hot mess? I would definitely love to play Max any of the, any of the Max Paynes. I'm a huge Max Payne uh, neo noir person. I'm Legacy of Kane. I'm interested in. Have we played yeah. Soul Reaver? Have we played Soul Reaver before? I don't think we have. No, it was always sometimes. But we we had it on our list a bunch of times, and then we never really, we never really took the dive. Oh, we've um, got to play that. It's so good. Should we do that instead that of a, another FPS? What? Should we do one of these instead of another FPS? 
Or do you guys Soul really Reaver, dead? Man. Soul Reaver all the way. Oh yeah. Are you guys really dead set on Half Life Two? I I'm easy. I'm easy. Whatever, whatever you want. I mean, we can get Soul Reaver on PC, and it's only ten hours. Get it on Dreamcast. Be a man. <laughs> yeah. How much is that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I I picked it up a couple weeks ago. It was like ten bucks. Oh. Dreamcast oh games are not terribly expensive until you get into like the fighting games. Yeah. You'd have to have a Dreamcast for that, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll play it on Dreamcast. How about that? <laughs> yeah, we Peter, was... Douglas is, Peter hmm. Douglas is actually suggesting Half-Life 2, uh, Mario really? Galaxy 2. Uh, is that eligible yet? I don't. Yeah. Is it? Mario Galaxy 2 is a Wii game, so I yeah. thought so. Uncharted 2. How is that eligible? What's even happening? Yeah, 2009. I think How Mario, old are Mario we? 3 on the NES and The Last of Us is eligible next June. Yep. What? <laughs> What's I'd, happening to us? I'd actually play Mario 3. Mario 3 is so good. But again, it can't really carry a whole show. I think we did Mario 3. Oh, did Probably you? At okay. some point. Yeah. It, yeah. Just... So do we wanna do we wanna do Legacy Kane or Mystic Quest? How long's Mystic Quest? Ten hours. I I don't I don't I'm easy. I, I mean I, I, I'm, I'm avoiding Legacy of King. <laughs> I would say probably let's do Legacy of King because Mystic Quest is kind of hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, you can I'm probably... sick of playing. I'm sick of playing shite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably play Mystic Quest and talk about it for five minutes. It's over yeah. before it starts. It's a it's a a baby's first RPG. Yeah. So it, it was an American RPG. <laughs> So like, we're not going to give you the full overworld map. We're, we're going to give you a, a path you can walk on to get to where you need to go. So right. just to round off the suggestions, we've got Jonathan Weaver, Condemned Criminal Origins. Origins, sorry. Uh, the game to play is Mario Kart from one to seven from Hesley. <laughs> oh my That's god! That's just quick. Cody Halverson, Shadow of Rome, which I don't think I've heard of. I like hmm. Dalton's suggestion. Just a picture. Of the Oblivion box art. Okay. <laughs> Just a cool 200 Don't, hours. You'll be waiting about six months for that show, mate, if we yeah. get on that one. God. What is Shadow of Rome? Is that... We can't, we can't go down the Oblivion oh. path again. That's Rise. That's the Xbox One launch game. No, Shadow of Rome is a PS2 game. Oh, Shadow of Rome. I'm sorry. Yeah. That I bet that's bad. Rome Total War. You know what game we need to add to the list? I've been meaning to recommend this for a while. It's the Xbox game called Enclave. They were doing a remaster of it, and I don't remember if it Is ever actually... Is that the one that came out for the Wii? Shadows of Twilight, and it was absolutely bollocks. What, Enclave? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I got... I, I had a review copy of a game called Enclave Shadows of Twilight for the Wii, and it is terrible. Shadows of Enclave. You're did right. Not get stellar reviews. Hey, yeah, we'll hey. scratch that one, Eric. All right. Hey, listen. Enclave. Yeah, but the remaster. Like, read some of the original reviews for the first one. Enclave remaster. When did that come out? Oh, you can buy Enclave on Steam for two dollars right now. The game was supposedly... I'm sure it's worth every penny. <laughs> it's just brown. If you like brown, this game was great. Yes, it's very yeah. brown. <laughs> Qu- 
quite the palette we have here. <laughs> it's one of those games <laughs> from that era, is it? Where everything was brown. <laughs> mm, brown. Everything's brown. Hey, Metal Gear Solid score. 4 was one of those games. <laughs> but Tom, that yeah. one that's on Steam, is that the It's from 2003. Oh, so see, Enclave HD is not out yet. It was supposed to be out in the fall, but it's not out yet. Now we beige. Yeah. Probably because we're like, I'll really look forward to that coming out. All right, so we're doing Soul Reaver. Legacy of Kane. Cool. Can do. Isn't there? Isn't Legacy of Kane a game before Soul Reaver? It is. It's called Legacy of Kane colon Soul Reaver. No, 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 but he's talking about the actual Legacy of Kane game. Oh, okay. Which leave it to exists. Dan to just jump straight to the sequel. <laughs> no, then we're not playing it. It's terrible. But play Soul Reaver. Yeah. it's The first one was Blood Omen. Yeah. Yes. It was Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane, then it was Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, Blood Omen 2. That's a simple naming convention. We try. You know? <laughs> before before we totally move on from Doom 3, can I just say, like, the uh, box art I created for this one is among my favorites ever. It's pretty good. Is it? <laughs> See that on the, is that on the Facebook page? Oh, yes. yeah. Um, so what I did is, because it was quite a difficult box art, because the box art is dominated by a picture of a Hell Knight from Doom 3, which you can't really Photoshop Eric's head on. So what I did instead is I Photoshopped Eric's head very small into its eye holes. When you look at it on a mobile, you can't really tell, and it just looks like its eyes are glowing. But if you zoom in, you'll find a little surprise. <laughs> My head looks great on that that Doom Knight on the or the uh, the the Doom guy on the back cover. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> Let's go to battle, that's, guys. That head goes with anything. <laughs> it's even pointy. It just it's crazy. Works. It's, it just works. <laughs> it's brought so much joy. It has. It's the best photo in the history of mankind. Sealed is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors, with an extra special thank you to Zach Foley, Santos Lopez, Samuel Chun, Miles Prower, John Weaver, Jordan Lawfrey, Stephanie, Richard Cutris, Jason McGill, Colin Neblo, Dalton Suter, Juliet Breslin Romano, Gus Robin, Elliot Hughes, Aaron Lanning, Brandon Meyer, Hesley Hattie, Cheaper Gamer, Cody Halverson, Robert True, Julian Santuki, J.H., Thomas Roderick, and Kevin Loth. 